everyone, and welcome to the Ensign's Log Live, celebrating the ending of our second season of the show. I am Jason Harding, a.k.a. Ensign Splunk, a.k.a. Ensign Barclay. And I am Steve Shives, a.k.a. Ensign Johnson, a.k.a. Ensign Riker. Uh-oh. I, can I, made a, I made a critical error. Yeah. I have the show on in my ear, and now I'm deafening myself. And there I, we go. Thank and, and Christ. And I, I, I could hear it, too, so you might everyone could hear it my fuck up i'm done no no (laughs) thanks for watching everybody sorry we didn't get the questions just toss my desk over it's over everything (laughs) uh so yeah here we are so what do you want doing this again (laughs) like (laughs) you called me no um i wasn't talking to you i was talking to the audience oh the audience this is for them not for us that's right we're not do we need no do we need more reasons to think we're great no we don't just thought we could spend a little time together don't we do that enough that's true yeah true. for two people who have never touched we spend way too much time <laughs> together <laughs> that's true so any so to everybody watching us live in the live chat if you have questions about the show or about star trek or about uh us i guess yeah you know yeah. whatever you know we'll uh we'll, we'll we any will... question almost well try to keep it related to star trek yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> try to if it's not star trek related maybe massage mm-hmm. it a little be like no okay. yeah if I yeah. start answering questions about my family, I'm going to start to cry. So, <laughs> Tell us about your relationship with your father. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I don't oh, wait, know. do you, you want me to? I mean, <laughs> we're pretty close. I mean, there's not a whole lot of drama there. It's like, why would you care? <laughs> what about listening to our goofy Star Trek podcast makes you think, I wonder what his relationship with his dad is. Oh, yeah, that's true. But anyway, welcome, you guys. If you guys have questions, that'll be awesome. We're not answering any of Francois Lacombe's question. I'm singling you out. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Francois just asked a question, too. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> of course we will. Jeez we, Louise. We will answer every question except those that I arbitrarily decide not to answer. Okay, fine. I'm okay. So now you guys know. I'm willing to answer almost anything. Steve, <laughs> Steve is going to bow out at some I'm point. To, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, I'm not answering that. No, no comment. No, I'm not answering that. I'm not answering anything. So, nope. hi guys. It, this is a great chance to interact. So if you have, you have a question, please send it our way. If you have a comment, send it our way. That would yeah. be good too. Yeah. Build, if you help build up our egos. If you guys want to tell us what a mess season two was, because a lot happened, a lot happened in season two. It was a very busy season, wasn't it? It was incredibly for the, yeah. those people who haven't watched it or listened to it. Yeah. Whatever medium it, we produce it in, I don't know. See, it's an actual thing in my head, so I keep forgetting that it's audio only. Um, <laughs> it's easy to picture it. Like it's, yeah. easy, it's easy for me to picture it too. You know, because yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll give you guys something. Uh, I was watching uh, Picard to see if I could salvage an experience from it, and I think it was <laughs> episode. Steve and I have a difference of opinion you on Picard. Go, you take that um, shit to red letter media <laughs> if you want to complain about <laughs> but. Um, there's a scene in episode five yeah. when a scary lady that looks exactly like a young uh, 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 Troy yeah. offers offers um, Bruce Maddox Tranya. And I started laughing because in my head, Tranya has been forever changed into what we said it was in our show, <laughs> which was fermented ejaculate. Yes. And so that's our highbrow uh addition to the canon of star trek yeah. is that while everyone's drinking it we can all giggle like little children exactly and i'm sure like the writer
writers of that episode are like, oh, here's a cool little like deep pull that the, mm-hmm. get the, the Star Trek nerds will will appreciate, you know, and, and <laughs> anybody who's listened to our show and remembers will be like, ah, like we completely ruined that reference. <laughs> we completely ruined that little piece of Star Trek lore for everybody and, who likes our show. And I know that some people like thinking that the show is canon. And uh, I also like that people think that we're an alt timeline. Yeah. We, yeah. we try to keep it as close to canon as possible without wrecking, you know, everything, but we're about as good as the people who are in charge of Star Trek are. So <laughs> I kind of view, I view what we do in the same way that I would view, like if I were, if we were writing like the novels or the comics, mm-hmm. where, like we, we try to make it fit as much as possible in the established yeah. canon. But at the same time, if we have to color outside the lines a little bit, like, I mean, you know, I don't give a shit about that. I'll, I'll, I'll go, you know, completely ape shit. But uh, Steve, yeah, you know. Steve is big on being going ape shit and not giving a shit. I, I'll do things. Which- <laughs> I've I've told you many times if I did a Star Trek show I would do shit intentionally just to piss off the fans. Just, yeah, I know that's really great. Just thanks. Just but but I mean just like little things, just like little references that don't work, just mm-hmm. so people would be like, Blah! yeah. During right. our improvs, there are so many times that I've had to stop Steve because he walked in and said, "Hey, did you know the captain's gay?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, why not?" <laughs> They never said he wasn't. I'm making that up. He's never done I've that. never. Actually, I, weirdly enough, when I am playing my role in our ridiculous improv Star Trek podcast, that's probably mm-hmm. the most respectful of Star Trek canon that I ever am. You're really respectful while I, we're doing it, yeah, too. Because, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, I try really hard to get things right. And if there's a reference that I want to make that, that mm-hmm. I know ahead of time, you know, based on our conversation beforehand, if we have some general idea of where that episode is going to go... And I might think like, oh, maybe I could talk about this or th- try to throw in a joke about that. I, I really do my homework if I can't remember and try yeah. to get it, try to get it as right as I can. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. It is. Because you would think I would just be like. Because you don't remember half of the plot from our own show. <laughs> from our own show. <laughs> You're in some... You're like, there's an episode where you're like, who did name Baby? And I'm like, you were in the scene with him. Now, I'm not blaming Steve because Steve Steve doesn't edit the show. I edit the show. So by the time I'm done editing the show, I've listened to it like seven times. So I'll have a better memory for what is actually, for the little things that have what occurred. Steve remembers the big stuff. Yeah. And and to be fair, I mean, and uh, you know, it's this is just the way it is. It's because we've done so many episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there are things that you don't remember too that you have to look up if there's like a... Yeah. If there, I remember a couple of times like character names that were like that were characters that we introduced like many many episodes ago that had to pop back in and, and reappear and neither one of us could remember their names. Yeah, we were like, uh, we're in the middle of improving a scene and we'll be like, um, oh, what was his name? What was his name? <laughs> The courtroom scene. Oh, we that had to was... look up those characters' names. You, ha- I know. I remember we, we had to look up the uh, uh, the Packlet who yeah who testified. Do you even? Let me ask you. Do you remember his name now? Oh fuck, no, I don't. Plarb. Plarb. That's it. Plarb. Plarb. One of my favorite characters you've ever done on the show. Yeah, he I really love loves Plarb. how dumb Plarb is. Well, I just I love how guileless he is. Yeah, I, I love how he's so like he doesn't he's not malicious. He's just completely without pretense. <laughs> so like if you say you know would you like 
like to like the, my favorite bit. It happened at least twice, I think, in our in our scene where uh, I said, uh, "Would you like?" I'm I'm doing the prosecutor, and and I said, "Would you like to tell us about that?" And Plarber just go, "No, yeah, <laughs> like, no, completely, like no, you know, not trying to be an asshole at all, just like no." Now I will <laughs> readily admit my version of Plarb is based on a character from SCTV. Um, they did a game show called Halfwits. Oh, I love that and sketch. I've Joe seen Flair Joe Flaherty is playing a guy who just doesn't seem to know where. He <laughs> I love Martin Short in that sketch. I love yeah. the, uh, the, when they're going through the introductions mm-hmm. and, and uh, it, who is it's uh, um, oh I can't think of his name. Well, uh, Levy is playing G- the host. Eugene Levy is the host. Yeah, Eugene Levy is yeah. the host, and he's like, so I, he's going to the Martin Short guy, and he's like, so you're uh, you're working your way through school. Would that be graduate school? And he uh, says, no, high school, I, Alex. <laughs> I seem to be having a bit of trouble getting through high, high school. school. <laughs> And then he says he wants to be a district court judge. <laughs> if you guys don't ask questions, oh, we're, this will okay. deteriorate. Okay. Been, talking about other shows. There have been some questions. Let me go through. This okay, question. good. There have been some questions. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, Francois Lacombe says, "Have I told you how much I like the second season yet? Feel free. To no, do if you if you do, great. That uh, we love hearing from you guys. Here's a here's a nice broad question that we we may not be able to answer completely, partially okay. because we don't completely know yet. Uh, what's in store for season three? Any hints? Oh, um, well. Let me put it to you this way. I had an idea of where season two was going to go, and it wound up going completely in, in totally different directions. Um, when I sit down and try to think about what we're going to do, I want to relate it to the season. And as everyone knows, season three is considered the worst season for the original series, mm-hmm. which I think means great things for us because it just goes <laughs> batshit crazy. And when the show gets really crazy, there's a lot more for us to work from. But as far as what the characters are going to do, I have an idea, but I can't let you know what any of those ideas are. I haven't even told Steve yet. Right. Um, kind of like what I did last. I gave you like a general overview for season two. Yeah, yeah. And you would let me know, like, I, mm. there, were, there were a couple of big, like, turns in the overall story that you let me know about a couple weeks ahead of time. But yeah, yeah generally, like, I, I, you didn't lay it out, like, you know. Our breakup was completely unplanned. Yeah. The, the, the breakup part, that was completely unplanned. Um, what else was there? There was a couple of things that we just wasn't on uh, my radar as far as where the show was going to go. I'm glad it was in there because I think it needed to happen for those two characters to grow. There was a lot of unsaid hostility between from my character's part that, um, you know, I can't have him turn into a Vulcan whenever he needs to speak his mind. And so right. we need to get that settled. His mom featured Ruth Johnson featured a lot more <laughs> this season than I had originally anticipated. Yeah, um, Mud and her getting together was not anticipated either some of the stuff just comes out during the improv yeah and well and you know and last season that's where baby came from yeah and, and that's how baby that's yeah. how baby we didn't actually have an overarching plot until baby showed up and i'm like okay well we can't have him have a talking penis for the rest of the series we need to have this go somewhere and so now what we're doing is we have characters that we want to work on and and resolve their overall plot lines and baby was last season spot was like the central focus it, we we jokingly called this season the search for spot right and um we're gonna we're going to be working towards having gratifying resolutions to the characters because maybe we might be somewhere else after the last season of tos maybe maybe we'll start over with brand new characters <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what i the, the thing that i'm the most excited about about season three is you you said it already that the the show itself the star trek itself is so out there in season three and one of the things i like about our show is that uh often our characters are the are like the only people on the enterprise who seem to notice how crazy everything is mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and we react to it in very different ways according to our characters which which i think is great but like we're the only it seems like you know everybody else on the actual star trek show is just sort of like well just another day at the office giant yeah giant space amoeba what are you gonna do <laughs> And we're the ones who are like, this is this is weird, right? Like this, mm-hmm. this this kind of shit doesn't just happen all the time, right? This What's great about our characters also is that if we get anything wrong, we're just a couple of ensigns. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know everything verbatim. We're not Spock. No, we can't yeah. remember everything like point for point. If Spock makes some big continuity error, you know. Oh well, he would never. Well, then all you nerds have to run to your keyboards and try to figure it out. But if you know, too different. Oh, you shit. mean like like in Discovery? <laughs> exactly. All the nerds had to run to the keyboards wait a minute um okay here's another question um this is from norman buchwald if you ever do picard boy this is way in the future if oh we, if boy we, if we ever I'll be 109 <laughs> what are you talking about if we ever do picard which rios hologram would you be <laughs> this is a great question well, he, he only has the one, right? Um, I think he has at least two or three because he has the there's mm-hmm. the e, there's the EMH and then there's the emergency engineering hologram. Mm-hmm. And isn't there another one too that I can't think? Isn't there like a navigational one or something? Which one is the one that witnessed the murder and doesn't say anything to anybody? The EMH. Oh, okay, I great. Think, I think the EMH. Yeah. You'd think he would want to tell somebody that the lady <laughs> stopped him from saving the dude's life. I would. <laughs> I would want to be uh, the captain hologram because you know rios is a hologram too right what i don't know i <laughs> he's not because he she had with the sexy the, the old they, they touch him shut up he was down <laughs> on the planet he's a hobbit he's like he's he you know he could have beamed down with a with a mobile emitter like the doc from voyager had mm-hmm. right he could be a hologram i don't i don't think so i, I honestly don't think that's it but i mean i, I want to be the person that's left behind on earth that's who I want to be. <laughs> you want to be one of the one of the Romulan housekeepers. Just I would like, be the hologram in the background saying, "Can we get on with it, please?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, episode six, some stuff finally started to happen. Sweet, thank you. Can we please skip over anything that's happening on the Borg cube? And can we please skip over any interpersonal drama between anybody that's not Picard? <laughs> If we need to pick up anybody else or go to some fucking planet, I don't I would, care. I would love if it turned out that I mean, because I we've talked before. Uh, like um, the the one thing we do agree about on the show is that the the pacing has been a big problem. And, mm. But but if they steered into it and started to troll us so that like every episode they were like almost to the board cube and then Picard snapped his fingers and remembered someone else he wanted to go pick up. That's exactly what's happening right <laughs> where now. He's like, oh wait a minute, <laughs> someone else turn turn the, that. <laughs> fucking ship into a Winnebago and it's at the whim of Grandpa, who's like, oh, I remember some people I know in Flagstaff. We're going there. And we're like, take we need the, to get... Like, We'll be at the board Cube in 10 minutes, Admiral. Oh, no, take this exit. Yeah. No, get off mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> question, uh, question for me from some random geek. Uh, okay. Is Riker a fuckboy? Um, oh, Jesus. I, I I mean, yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So tell tell, tell Leto Anor that at last I, I am forced to acknowledge that Riker is in fact a fuckboy. I think the uh, main difference between our two characters is that uh, that uh, Splunk is a romantic. Yeah. And, yeah. And Riker really isn't. No. Johnson. Johnson, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and you know 
what's what's so fun about that is that that aspect of of Riker slash Johnson on our show is so 180 degrees different than me. Like I am so not that when it comes to don't, like relationships don't, don't, and don't do no. Don't, I'm just don't lie to the nice people. <laughs> I'm a fuck boy too. Like anybody would even believe that. <laughs> Like, I could even pull that off. Ah, I'm not an well, actor. Um, eventually, when your wife leaves you, we'll see exactly <laughs> what kind of Steve pops out. When I, when we finish recording and I walk out into my empty apartment. <laughs> You're and, doing a live stream and, and some woman with ragged hair sits up and goes, ah, something for breakfast. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever your name is. Go yeah, back there. Yeah, look, just get whatever you want out of the fridge. <laughs> I told you not to bother me. I'm working. Um, Wait, are you implying that I'm like my character? No, I don't. Okay, thank you. I, I, I don't think I think you are different from your character as well. I think for one thing, your character is um, at least from how I know you, um, your character is a lot more neurotic. Yes, than you that's are. true. Yeah, I have a tendency to panic and and foresee doom and gloom, and his character is the positive one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's overconfident. Because yeah, delusionally overconfident. <laughs> yes, like, and 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 it's like completely and it's impenetrable. Like he never learns. He never. Yeah, he, nothing. Yeah. Oh boy. He, He's never like, you know, I've, I've tried this like five times before and it's never worked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do this again, but he always does it again. I'm surprised no one's ever commented on just how stunted both of our characters are considering that we've established that they're both 50 at this point. Yeah, yeah. And they have not developed at all. I mean, I have a good, we both have a good 20 years on our current captain. That's right. And yeah. we've both been in Starfleet for well over 30 years. That's right. And we have not developed as people a whole lot. Yeah. Well, and I, I think like if you want to if you want to dig into to our characters, um, like for for your character, it might be that you've been on the Enterprise most of that time and you've sort of settled into a routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for my guy, it's that I've been just sort of drifting and floating and, you know, I've, I've just never really put forth much of an effort. Right. You know, I never been right. challenged and never really challenged myself. So no, no. And that's what's fun about the show is that yeah. rather than just gloss over it, we kind of need the characters to develop a little bit and grow and change. Right. I'd go crazy. I I don't oh, yeah. like it. Even even in comedy, your characters need to develop, or there's no uh, sense of satisfaction um, mm -hmm. that an audience will receive if they cannot respond in a human way and and develop over a period of time. This is we've now been doing this show for two years. This is the yeah. end of the second season. And if we had been exactly the same from the first pre-spot, I would have to say, yeah, those first four episodes are pretty rough. We're still figuring out who our characters are. The fifth episode from season one is where we start to we start to develop as as individuals, and um, we definitely have more of we. You can see the differences between the two guys, right? Yeah, and we've been working on that to develop it. And then the whole reason we had the fight was because I just couldn't have them have this thing um you know this whole Riker has been I'm a fuck boy with all of <laughs> with all his of potential girlfriends yeah. right um and just have it lie there forever and be a constant joke it's going to come up again later but I needed the two of them to hash that out and continue to work yeah forward well, yeah. well because you, you eventually you you would get to the point where you, where if you're listening to it and you have like and you you decide to think critically about it for a second you have to wonder like why are they friends mm -hmm. when it when it when one of them when your character knows that my character has behaved this way like for their yeah. entire relationship mm -hmm. like why would they be friends after that so 
you have to mm-hmm. bring that out. And... It's because you're so charming. Yeah, that's right. Um, here's a question. <laughs> here's a question that I get a lot from people uh, when when they ask me about the show. Uh, from, okay. From Tristan Norris, do you have plans for to do the animated series? The only problem with the animated series is they're very short episodes. They're only half an hour. Um, I love the animated series. There are some really good stories in the animated series and some batshit crazy ones. I would love to be able to do an episode where we're talking about the gigantic Spock. Oh, yeah. Um, which, what's the name of that episode? I can't remember. Oh, the Infinite Vulcan. Yeah, and to do other episodes like Sharper Than a Serpent's Tooth That's and to do um, the return, Harry Mudd Returns. That's um, right, yeah. In, in that one, because we're really looking at not meeting Harry again, but we can because after his last appearance in the animated series, he pretty much disappears like a fart in the wind as far as the series is concerned. So I'm still on the fence about it because I think three years in TOS is enough. And if we did the animated series, I think it's what two seasons. Yeah, yeah, but but in, t- in terms of number of episodes, it's it's equals out to about one season of TOS. Is it twenty six? It's something like that. Yeah, it's in the twenties. Yeah, and we've both had discussions about it where it would be fun to be able to do these things. Um, but I kind of want to go and really change the show after the third season. Yeah, not like change the characters, change what we're doing, but have a new environment and new things to play with or. I might get bored. Right. And that's bad for Steve. So <laughs> <laughs> and 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 hey, you know what? Um some some uh you know organizer of a Star Trek convention who's desperate for content can invite us yeah. to a, can invite us to do a live show and we can Yeah, we we'd love to do a live show. <laughs> and we we can it'd do the animated series for an, a live show. It'll give us an excuse to put on our TOS uniforms. Hey. And I can glue a horn to my dog and we'll be good. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we could. Yeah, we'll you know we'll we'll save some stuff. We'll keep yeah, it in yeah. the closet, and we're like, we, they invited to do a live show. We'll be like, hey, we can do an animated series episode. I think as we get closer to season three, we're probably going to make a final decision as to where what what season four will look like. Yeah. Um, but there's also a part of me that kind of really is looking forward to fuck, oh, fuck it to, to TNG. Yeah, of course, and me too. I think that's that's sort of the that's the it's like the the you're pulling in two different directions because like there is part of me that is that I mean. I would I would love to get these guys onto the Enterprise D and play around in that environment. Let's let's like, face I'm, facts. You want to get these guys. We both want to get these guys to DS9. Well, yeah, ultimately. Yeah. But I mean, the idea of these two fuck-ups on <laughs> the straight-laced practically boring Ramada Lounge that is yeah. the Enterprise D. Yeah. Especially I the really... first like couple seasons where it's, mm-hmm. it's it's literally like like nothing interesting happens on the ship. It's always on the plan it or you know i've actually mused that we jump in in season three and not <laughs> just, and just skip the first two but yeah mm, uh, mm. there's i there's stuff i i mean there's stuff we can do in the first two seasons that will be interesting too that but but yeah so um yeah i i that's that's kind of what i've been saying what i've been telling people too that we're pro we're probably not going to do animated series at least at least not right after we've we've en- entertained up. doing the movies yeah yeah which ugh is harder because our characters do age our characters yeah. you know have a lot, finite lifespan and of course we can come up with any kind of time traveling dimension splitting hijinks for them to get them where they need to go 
but the the movies are a little bit it would total six episodes right, and it would be like a mini season yeah it would like be like a mini season and also the great part about star trek the television show is that there is a lot of downtime where mm-hmm. there's space for our characters to exist Sometimes there isn't, but sometimes there is. You'll notice that in some episodes, everything happens after the fact. Right. Sometimes it happens before the fact. And then if there's time within the plot of the show for it to be during, that's when we'll set it. But um, sometimes there's just so much going on during an episode of TOS that our characters can't comfortably live in the margins of the the plot. So we will, you know, tack it on either way. Yeah. Okay. Um, Here's a question from uh, She Says Stuff Loop. How did you guys meet, both in and out of character? That's a really interesting question. Uh, you invited me to... I don't even know how why you even thought of me. You invited me to review um, Man of Steel. Man of Steel in a live stream, yeah. That was a yeah, in a live stream. Yeah. I don't know why, you know, but uh, I went ahead and accepted it, and, and that's how we met. And then after that, I think after a few months after that, I said, let's do... Do you want to do a movie review show? And we yeah. did that on YouTube a couple of times, and then we moved that to to a podcast and yeah that was a million bajillion years ago yeah that, that like, was yeah <laughs> yeah that's it that was the, uh, the 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 man of steel live stream was the first was the first thing we ever did together um, yeah but I mean, yeah. we we knew we knew each other we knew of each we knew other of each other yeah because you were doing opinionville and i was doing whatever the hell mm-hmm. i whatever the hell i do whatever you were doing yelling yeah. at a camera yelling at a camera <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that was the first. And as for in character, I don't think we've ever even talked about that. What do you mean? How, I mean, how 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 Riker and and Barkley met? I, mean, I know we've we've they've we known met, each other for a very very long time. So our show canon, we met in high school, like the first year of high school, like freshmen's in high school, and that's how long we've been friends since then. So however many years that is, I mean, yeah. they met when they were fourteen, and they're now fifty. So they've been they've known each other. They've had long bits where they weren't where they had a relationship very much like. Steve and I have a relationship, which is, you know, a subspace friendship. Yeah. yeah. Because I was on a starship and he was in prison. So, or, <laughs> or, you know, doing security on Earth. He had never traveled anywhere. So, you know, there was a brief period of time prior to um, my character joining the Enterprise with Robert April um, that I was stationed on Earth as a communications officer. And then, because I have to fill that out. Yeah. And then we had a bunch of stuff. There was the Klingon War and there was a bunch of other stuff that, that kind of kept them apart. And I didn't serve during the Klingon War because I was on the Enterprise with with Pike. Yeah, so there you go. So, yeah. Then they were sent away for some stupid made-up reason. <laughs> they were on their five-year mission. Whatever. <laughs> I think Pike must have done like three or four or five-year missions. <laughs> he did a few. He did a few. <laughs> um, oh, this, okay, this ne- this is an easy question, I think, for both yeah. of us, especially for you. Um, mm. Is SCTV better than Saturday Night Live? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in every conceivable way. You know why? Because they could write sketches with endings. That's why. That's, that's a big one. Yeah. That's the same reason almost every sketch show that is better than SNL is better than SNL because they write mm-hmm. actual sketches that have beginnings, middles, and ends. Um, now, I mean, I, I'm SCTV is one of my favorite shows ever. And to 
say that I wasn't influenced by them is a complete and total lie. Yeah. Um, I first saw it when I was, I don't know, geez, like 10 maybe, um, staying up super late. It used to come out, out where I lived, it would come on after, before they moved to, I think, Showtime, they would come on after Saturday Night Live, and I would just ignore Saturday Night Live altogether and just watch. I didn't even pick up on half the jokes. <laughs> and that's one of the great things about SCTV is as you get older and you start watching it, you get more and more of the jokes and more yeah. and more of the things that they're satirizing. So for me, SCTV. Um, SNL... Mm, they may have some funny sketches every once in a while or some funny characters, but then they take that and run it right into the ground. Oh boy. Until it's not funny anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's, but that's just my opinion. If people still love, love SNL, fantastic, but I haven't watched it in, I don't know how long. I don't know. The, the worst thing that can happen to a character on SNL is for people to laugh at it the first time, <laughs> because, <laughs> because that just, no, you're going to see that character 20 more times and it's going to be worse and worse and worse every time. <laughs> Um, uh, will we see, this is a question from Miles Mulholland. Will we see baby again be, before we reach TNG? I don't think so. I wouldn't think so either. You know, we kind of ended baby's thing in our, in this run and TOS run, um, to go back would be rehash, but I can't guarantee anything. Cause like I said, a lot of this is improvised. We have a kind of bone. We have a skeleton, not much yeah. of one. Um, and it's open to change. If there is a pressing need or if I become, I have a revelation that this is a great time for baby to show up, then yeah, we we might. But my gut feeling is no, there's a lot of things, funnily enough, that we need to accomplish in season three. And that might take up the, it's a short season and we got to wrap up a few things. Like is, is, uh, is Steve's character going to live? <laughs> <laughs> That's important. You're not, so, we're, yeah. We're not really going to kill me, are we? By the way, I'm putting this out here now. Someone says we really need a woman on the show. Steve and I have known that since season one. Since the beginning. Yeah. Since the beginning, we have looked and failed to find someone who is willing to be as stupid as we are on this show. <laughs> Because it's a t it's a tough sell. You need to know Star Trek, and you need to be a, a a good improviser. And if you guys know anybody, or if you think that you're that person, please let us know. Please send a self addressed stamped envelope to. Yeah, I I you guys know why Tina has a robot voice, and it's because we couldn't find a woman to play it's, Tina. It's called a workaround. I held off the Tina reveal for so long because I was hoping that we were going to land somebody, and we just we just haven't been able to do it yet. So yeah. if you guys know somebody or if you think that's you, please let us know. This has been a sausage fest for far too long. Indeed. And Steve and I are sick of each other. Well, and someone has to mediate our please. arguments. Well, it's like, I mean, it's not just, I mean, it's not just the fact that we would like to have a woman appear on the show just because it's not, you know, we, we don't like the idea of just uh, just being two guys all the time. It's also, it, yeah. it, it's very creatively limiting as well. I mean, it is very creatively limiting. Yeah. There are characters we would love to, to bring in, you know, explicitly on the show to have us interact with that we just can't do. Yeah. So. Yeah. How how are we going to be able to do an entire subplot of a love story between between Steve and Loxana Troy if we don't have a woman? <laughs> Not the love story I pitched, by the way, but No, the one he pitched was with uh, Jordy, I think. Yeah, with Jordy. And you know, I was white <laughs> has so much troubles with women on the show. Very, uh, yeah, because I break his heart in season one. <laughs> 
Because um, we're running to the holodeck. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's something. This is more of a this is a comment from a Seal O six two six. And I we don't really we don't usually think about this consciously when we're doing the show. But Seal O six two six says, "I love the positive masculinity you guys portray in the show." Well, I think that's that's from us. I think that's mostly just us yeah. for the most part. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I'm uh, a positively. I, it's I don't do anything. I was raised by lesbians, everybody. So I don't know if that had anything to do with that, <laughs> do with that. but I do know that it has, has changed me as a person and it kind of, I share a lot in common with Barclay, AKA Splunk. A lot of the storylines from him about his parents and everything else have been modified to Vulcans and stuff like that. He's, I'm a quarter Filipino, he's a quarter Vulcan. Right. He has a grandmother that is Vulcan. I have a grandmother that is Filipino. Um, and so I kind of mix that kind of cultural stuff up. So I have it more, it's more readily accessible when I'm playing Barclay. Um, but as far as, thank you for that. Um, I don't know, Steve, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's one of you know, it's one of those things that when I when I see comments like that, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like we're on the right track. Like it's mm. nothing, and it's it's really it's even more of a compliment because it's literally it's nothing that we've ever talked about. No, we don't. We didn't sit down and go, okay, here's what we're gonna do. It's just the nature of the characters. Yeah, we 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 never really think about oh, we better be politically correct or we better be this or we better be that. Um, it's just our. I think it has a lot to do with one, what we think is funny yeah and two we can't have our characters be complete assholes because that's difficult for people to um to us you know they can't uh, relate to those types of people right like if my character had been when when his emotions are out of control when he stops taking the genetic um suppressors if that had been my character through this whole show you wouldn't have made it to season 10 i don't think no no and i would have bashed my brains out but um um, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really nice compliment. Uh, okay, this is a good one from some random geek. Worst Star Trek movie of all of them. Of, of all of them, worst. Uh, that's what it says. Just worst Star Trek movie. So I agree with you. Oh, Nemesis. Yeah, it's yeah. Nemesis. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> I do kind of know what they were thinking. They were like, "We're gonna make, we're gonna make a, a Wrath of Khan and do it wrong, and uh, <laughs> just have a couple of really laugh out loud stupid moments." moments the whole picture thing the picture thing is where i nearly stopped watching the movie is when he's looking at a picture of himself <laughs> as a cadet and he's got a shaved head he's bald yes. for no reason other than the producers thought that we were so stupid that we <laughs> we would not recognize oh that's little picard because he's got a bald head it's stupid. What if they cut to a picture of Riker when he was in the Academy and he's 12 years old and he has a full beard? That's the same fucking thing. It doesn't... Oh, I didn't <laughs> like it. it it's, a de it's a bummer of a movie. It's a bummer of a way yeah. to end that series. Yeah. I mean, in the, in, the, in the TOS movies, the last movie, they're flying off into the sunset. They sign their name on the movie and it's yeah. done. It's such a good... Yeah, Star Trek Six is such a good like final episode for mm -hmm. Captain Kirk and and those the original versions of those characters and it's like and and like TNG got that too with the last episode of the show with all good oh, things. Oh, the last with all good things. Yeah, it was done. What was, they didn't was allow was time. Yeah. They didn't allow enough time between the end of their show and their movie for us to miss that. And that's really important cuz some I'm going to say I'm, the TNG characters are very bland and you 
and don't get me wrong, I love them all, but they're very bland. Yeah. There's no darkness about them. They were very Gene Roddenberry, where yeah. if people had problems, it was it was done by the end of the episode, but no one had any long-lasting stuff except for, I guess, Picard, who still has board nightmares, even 25 years after <laughs> he was done with the whole board thing. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, and it, it, the thing with Picard's Borg trauma is that it only... Well, the thing with, with really, to be fair, with, with trauma experienced by any TNG character, it only comes up when there's a story reason for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that's not just Picard. That's, you know, pretty much anybody. If there's a reason to, like, you know, oh, yeah, didn't Worf go through some shit? Like, yeah, sure, let's bring that up again. You yeah, know? whatever. Yeah. Hey, didn't Riker get kidnapped and, like, experimented on by aliens all those times? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess he's fine now. Hey, he's didn't okay. Riker just lose the love of his life on that planet where everyone was androgynous? Oh, I guess he's fine now. He's okay. Oh, hey, didn't Riker just discover that he has an identical twin replica because of a transporter accident? <laughs> oh, I guess he's fine he's now. He's fine now. I would love... <laughs> now, see, the, the, the upcoming episode, no, no, no major spoilers, but it's like it's in the trailer, so this isn't that big of a spoiler, but the next episode of Picard is the one where Riker is actually in it. And Which Riker is it? <laughs> that, what a twist! Um, I, this, they're obviously not going to do this, but I would love if Picard finds Riker after all these years. He hasn't seen him for a long time, and Riker is just a total fucking mess because all this shit that he has experienced on the Enterprise has finally caught up to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like living in a cabin on some planet somewhere just you all know by that him and him and Deanna are married or something they can't here's the problem okay we're gonna talk about Picard now okay no no spoilers just for a second just for a second yeah no spoilers but yes they really should have had the entire cast and they really should have been doing stuff we should have been able to see change you know in the you know what are they up to now kind of deal yeah um and instead we got introduced to all these characters that I don't care about <laughs> except for his caretakers they seemed interesting but yeah. I mean they're not on the ship with him now so I guess they're dead or whatever and... I, I I you know we I as I as I think I said to you in a, in a conversation a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. I, I think the the main problem with that is that they teased characters coming back before the show started and then the way they plotted it it turned out that the the old characters weren't going to show up until relatively late mm -hmm. so it may so it's easy to get impatient you know yeah. what I mean it's if you know that seven of nine is coming if you know that Riker is coming it's a little if, you know if Jordy LaForge Data's best friend is not in a show that has so much to do about Data in this Picard series I'm gonna walk away because it means they did not pay attention my biggest problem one of my biggest problems is Picard and Data were close but not so close that Picard would be having nightmares about, you know, having dreams and stuff about Data, you know, 25 years later. No, that you, would be Geordi. You can't tell him his experience. I can tell him whatever I want to. <laughs> I, think the um, series, I think the season is going to end with a dissolve to LeVar Burton closing a book and then and then and resting it on his lap. Please don't. Don't do this. <laughs> Anyway, you know where I'm going. I don't have to. I don't have to say. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. um, and he <laughs> says, "You don't have to take my word for it." Um, <laughs> there you go. See, I don't have to say it. He should have been. The, he should have been the doctor at the Daystrom Institute instead of that blonde lady, Doctor Jordy LaForge. Yeah, master of robots. Master of robots. Exactly. My, my wife left me, and I became a master of robots. <laughs> what wife? Well, Doctor Leia Brahms, of course. That that the, isn't an alternate reality the, that Q showed him. That's not. <laughs> 
the hologram of Dr. Leah Brahms that he marries. Mm-hmm. That's that's my that's my canon. Picard um, should have been an archaeologist. Jordy should have been working at the Daystrom Institute. The one that turns him down should have been Admiral Riker. Oh, not, not mean mean lady. That would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt. But if but yeah. Riker, but Riker still should have said the fucking hubris. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Give Riker the f bomb. That's what I say. By making um, those those casting changes, you just made the show a lot more interesting. <laughs> Just, Picard could have imagine? said, I'm not responsible for what happened with Deanna. And then that would have been it. <laughs> can you imagine, though? I mean, I, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that any of this would be bad, but can you imagine? I mean, we, we both know there is a certain segment of the fan base that would have hated no matter a- anything they did. Oh, well, and, you can't do anything without the fan base hating yeah, what you're doing. And if they had done a scene where Riker was the admiral who turned down Picard, these, these same joyless assholes who are just reflexively shitting on the show would have hated that as much as they hate the mean admiral lady who you know said sure fucking hubris such a memorable such a memorable character mean admiral mean lady admiral lady i believe that is her name in the script i think it's admiral sure. clancy it's admiral clancy actually but but Whatever. but yeah i mean if they would they would have been like Riker wouldn't do that Riker and picard were close Riker wouldn't talk to him that way like they you know mm-hmm. whatever yeah next just, question just give me just put just make it the Riker show make him doing woodworking make it in his the house. Riker show it's this old house with <laughs> yes, will Riker. exactly Exactly. Oh yes. Actually, this old I, I, there's a there's a, a story coming up in those those uh, ridiculous uh, action figure Star Trek comics I make, where uh, at some point I'm going to have Chief O'Brien come in and he's going to be hosting a Star Trek version of this old house called this old space oh. station. And <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm going to bring in Chief O'Brien. But anyway, well, he does have his sleeves rolled up all the time. That's right. Exactly. He's practically the Bob Vila of the 24th century. Um, We're killing our reps. I know. We're killing our reputations. I love this old house so much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, question has... How- we should go into the long screed I, I roasted Steve about this old house <laughs> yeah. when they're restoring a plantation house. Oh, shit, yes. And I was like, you watch that? Yeah, I, I threw the remote at the TV and said, no, I won't. We're not. now calling them hospitality quarters. <laughs> Technically, it wasn't a plantation house. It was a normal house with slave quarters added to the back. So Yeah, yeah, just- yeah because- I fell down the stairs. It's not my fault. It's, it's, it's fine. I'm clumsy. I'm clumsy. I, I hit my head. Had a, my eye on a doorknob. Was just, I fell down. <laughs> because slavery was that pervasive that just normal people who didn't even own plantations still had to have slave houses. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, uh, it was just wealthy landowners. Um, right. Uh, how has Ensign Riker survived for so long as a red shirt? Of course, we could say the same thing about Ensign Barkley, too, because we're both red shirt. Um, yeah. Well, I know so, for, for the joke for my guy originally was that I never went off the ship. Yeah. And also, he's been on Earth and in prison. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, also, whenever people bring up the red shirt thing, they never include Uhura or Scotty. That's true. Who are both red shirts, and they survived all the way to the end of the series. And also, someone did a mathematical computation of the number of red shirts that have died through the period of through TOS. And I don't know if they included TNG, but through that, they calculated that it was actually safer to be a red shirt than it was to be, you know, in uh, operations or in command. So we're we're fine, but. If you want yeah. a better answer, dumb luck. Exactly. <laughs> dumb luck could have been the name of this show because there's a we don't usually save ourselves. 
No. We have a, there's a lot of dumb luck as far as our two characters are concerned. So, um, and large periods of nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the dumb luck thing works really well, I think. Or at least it works better in comedy because there's, a, there's sort of an absurdity about everything that we do. But that is, as I think I've told you before, like that in, in, in drama shows and action shows, like that, the, the hero surviving through no ingenuity of their own is like mm -hmm. my least favorite trope. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there'll be like, like I, there's an episode of, uh, there's an episode of MacGyver where he's finally trapped and there's no way he can escape. He can't think his way out. And then he survives because like the villain lets him live to prove a point. And I, okay, and so I, and I hate that. We're 52 minutes in and we got our first <laughs> MacGyver reference. MacGyver, a classic MacGyver. <laughs> I got nothing against the new MacGyver. I just, it's just not my thing, but, but classic MacGyver. Yeah. Um, I had an answer and then Steve had to say MacGyver I'm on a sorry. joke. You slipped in and replaced <laughs> what I had to say. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, honestly, I can't remember. I'm a grand, I'm an old grandpa man. You can't, uh, so yeah, yeah, whatever, something, something. <laughs> well, you know, you said it, you said dumb luck and there's a lot of times where nothing's happening and you know. No, yeah. And also, oh, that's, that reminds me, my character is a communications officer. Right. An internal communications officer. What he's going to do in TNG, I don't fucking know because they don't even have those on the ship. So <laughs> he might actually become, wind up becoming, because here's the thing, we won't be red shirts. Right. We'll be gold shirts. We'll be gold shirts. Um, But uh, <laughs> my character is fairly secure unless the ship explodes. Right. Right. Yeah. And you guys will have noticed that when I am sent on an away mission, things try to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. <sighs> Uh, right. uh, here's a question from Bryce Montgomery. Any plans to include the mirror universe? <laughs> Funny. We just <laughs> talked about that. We were talking about that just yeah before we started. Yeah. So mirror universe stuff really pops up in DS9 a lot. Yeah. Um, and we kind of, I kind of toyed around with it in the last season and this season, but, uh, this season, season two was really crowded already. And so if we are going to do it, we're going to do it so that it's over a period of, of a few episodes. And we, you know, I, I, we don't have any problem taking things from the other series and putting them into into this one while we're doing TNG. We'll pull from lots of stuff. We've dropped Discovery Easter eggs. We've dropped TNG Easter eggs, DS9 East. You know, we, we will yeah. pull from, from all of the content that we can. And so am I ruling it out? Nope. But we have had discussions about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There, there are so many, like, it's one of the great things about Star Trek and, and the fact that it's been around for so long. Long and has been remade in so many different ways. Like there, it's such a huge sandbox to play in, and you like. Yeah. I, I think we eventually we would love to play in every corner of the sandbox. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one is a comment from uh, Practical Magic Nine. Uh, mm -hmm. There are many times I hear the Three Stooges music <laughs> when listening to the podcast. I'll take that, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment too. Yeah. Um, here's one from Celo Six Two Six again, to, uh, directed to me. Uh, would you quit in protest if it looked? like you were going on to Voyager. Absolutely not. I would love to do No, Voyager. because here's the thing. We're mean. <laughs> I would, if we do the show long enough that we have to transition onto Voyager somehow, I would love that. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. would love that. Yeah. Even though so, Voyager, well, and I feel like Voyager, Voyager is my least favorite Star Trek. It doesn't mean that I hate it. I mean, it's just not the one that I'm probably going to want to watch most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't mm -hmm. think it's a very good show overall, but it's not like I hate it. Right. You know? Right. I mean, here's the thing. I... 
I legitimately stopped watching it. Um, but I, I don't loathe the show at all. Oh, and we borrowed from Enterprise too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We, yeah, the plant, yeah. the moon that we visit when we're going to go off and find spot where we're trying to get a ship. That's that's an Enterprise. That's a, yeah. That's an Enterprise pull. Yeah, totally. Um, but I mean, if we if this show is still running and we we wind up on on Voyager, we'll have fun. I mean, it'll it'll be definitely be fun. There's a lot there to pull from. Um, so yeah, no, I won't I won't hate it. No, I mean, you know, part of part of what we've always done on the show is poking fun at Star Trek. Yeah, and just uh, a little. And there's so there's there's so much to poke fun of on Voyager. <laughs> like, yes, there is. There's so much. We we I mean, I will say this: we would probably, and I know I probably would. We would I would have to to moderate myself so that the show doesn't become too mean spirited, like toward the parent show. Like I wouldn't want it to just be you know uh, episode after episode where we're just pointing out how much we think Voyager is a shitty series. Oh, we wouldn't let that enter no. into. No, no, I don't. But there's plenty of <laughs> plenty of material. I mean, our character we base what we do on how our characters are reacting to what's presented, and so you know, Voyager for our characters would. <laughs> I okay. So here's the problem with Voyager: we'll be stuck on that ship for a really long time. So, um, <laughs> and who knows? There might be another. Maybe there'll be another Star Trek for us to go after Voyager, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't think we'll wind up in Picard if we're actually still doing the show at that time. Um, simply because Picard is such a singular. Um, it's basically it's appropriately named, right, right? Right. And what would our characters be doing that has anything to do with any of the other any of the other characters? If they if they do something later where all the characters are involved, then great. But you know, where are we going to be? Where are we going to show up? Are we going to be on Dream Cloud or whatever the name of that fucking pop up <laughs> city was? <laughs> Well, you know, I was free cloud. Is free that cloud. what it's called? Free, free, cloud. free, free cloud. Free cloud. Remember all the discussions on TOS uh, about, hey, <laughs> let's go to free cloud. Hey, the Cardassians never existed until they just made them up for a TNG episode. So they existed in know. between. <laughs> so did then we had that war with them. So did free cloud. Um, I will say, I, I thought, I've thought of, I've even before Picard, I thought like if we ever, if we ever get to this point, if we're still doing the show and mm-hmm. like we've, we've run through every other show and we get to discovery discovery would be a challenge for us just because just because of the way the show is written like because it's it's a season long story arc and there isn't a lot of you know there there aren't as many spaces in between where we could fit in and um, so I'm we, there already well yeah you're our I mean, yeah it would be challenging for our timeline we'd have to figure something yeah. out but just the way the show is is formatted it would be it would be challenging and picard yeah I think it would be fun actually if our characters have to run into our previous characters that would that would <laughs> that be would, fun yeah. as we Fuck up the timeline some more. Hey, yay. <laughs> That's what Star Trek heroes do. They fuck up the timeline. That's true. Um, here's a question from uh, Josh, the NES nerd 11. You fo- actually, it's more of a comment. And this, okay. oh boy, this is this is a great obscure reference. Um, you folks need a gay R2-D2 and to fight a giant spider in the third season. <laughs> Thank you very much for that amazingly nerdy reference. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have an R2-D2. Oh, God. I would love to have a robot. I wish we could have kept Nomad around, but he died. But I like, I love Nomad. When Nomad was on the show, I thought he was just, oh, yeah. just this nosy... <laughs> 
curious about things that are completely inappropriate. I loved him, but they had to go blow him up in the regular regular show, so we couldn't keep him around. Yeah. Um, sure, I'll, I'll fight a giant spider. Why not? <laughs> we have to in the third act. Um, but it depends on which one you want. Do you want the giant spider they didn't use in Superman Lives, or do you want me to giant, fight the giant spider that was in fucking... Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. With uh, or Shelob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want me to fight Shelob? I'll do it. <laughs> uh, this is okay. This is a good one. Uh, for, I'll get from a She Says Stuff loop. What have been some of your own favorite episodes of the podcast? Oh, our own our favorite own. episodes? Yeah, our own favorite episodes, yeah. Um, Let's see. Charlie, starting yeah, early. The Charlie that, episode. That was a good one. And the Charlie episode one. was the beginning of the change for our show. Yeah. Um, The spot, when we first find spot. Yeah. That's one of my favorite That's episodes. That's an early one too, yeah. Um... Let's see. I love them all. They're all my little children. <laughs> I, um, I remember really liking the um, the Pleasure Planet one. The Pleasure Planet one's fun. Um, when we really when we have an opportunity to really really fuck up canon <laughs> and then attempt not to, um, the one where a, a sick Barkley is talking to the Gorn Lieutenant. Oh, that's such a good one. I remember that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> the Tranya episode. <laughs> the notorious Tranya episode. Uh, there's a lot. There's uh, uh, the the balance of terror one where we play the Romulans for most. No, of No, yeah, when when we're playing the Romulans for most of it, I really like the Romulan characters that we've created, and they have a tendency to stay alive too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one, and I can't. There's a lot of them, to be quite honest. Um, <laughs> I don't, I can't pin down which episode it is, but it's when we have the dawning realization that we're, that the uh, constellation is filled with crazy people. Yeah. I, the whole constellation story arc, I really, really love. Yeah. 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 And some things are like certain bits, like when, <laughs> when, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> Riker finds out that they actually wanted Spot to join the constellation. Oh, that is such a great bit. And and then the person that visits is Hephaestus <laughs> from uh, the Roman Emperor episode, and Hephaestus commiserates with him because he's a loser too, and he's like, you know, <laughs> us losers have to stick together. Anything that really kind of damages Riker's ego a lot yeah. are, are are things that I really, really enjoy. My- I think what... <laughs> I would just, I'm just going to agree with my, my favorite favorite bits to do to perform are almost always the ones where Riker's in Riker's intelligence is disrespected because <laughs> I, I love playing his his wounded like outrage mm-hmm. and yeah that whole bit where he thought he was being recruited for section 31 and mm-hmm. when we were playing that's such a classic like farce bit and oh mm-hmm. I love doing that I love and that. Uh, the low stakes uh, table on Triskelion that was good oh that was good too and that was all happened by accident I was, we had broken up. We had, and I was like, how are we going to get them back together? And then that whole thing about Triskelion and them making up while fighting yeah. was one of my favorite things, being able to do the the color commentary on Triskelion, having the, the, the brains bicker and argue with each other. <laughs> You know, this the ridiculousness of Triskelion itself is was the able to satirize that by creating like a low stakes table and yeah. making the world bigger than five people. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, that's I would say from this season that's one of my favorites. And the incredibly dark moment of have of having my pet Tribble get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> in that well, yeah, yeah. so that, that well, also yeah. was not planned it was no. not planned to kill the Tribble no. the Tribble was going to become a cast member and I said 
said, oh, it'd be so funny if this was to the death. And I just threw that in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Little Jason. <laughs> yeah. Um, is Rick is producer Rick Berman the reason conservatives love Star Trek? If not, why do conservatives love Star Trek? Well, um, I wouldn't say that it's well. It's okay, not all so Rick's fault. it's not all Rick's <laughs> fault, but a lot of it. Let's put it this way: when he had his hands off Star Trek, Star Trek got really good, and then when he put him back on, Star Trek got Enterprise. <laughs> and so I don't think that's the reason why. I think it's just how people approach. People can approach. Star Trek in any number of different ways and take away from it what they want. Mm -hmm. And so while we watch Star Trek, we see, okay, these are, you know, the Earth is a paradise. There's no discrimination. There's no war. Everything's been, everything's, it's a, if you look at it objectively, it's a socialist nightmare for people who like money and power and things like that. And it's kind of the opposite of that. But most of the stories don't take place on Earth. Right. They take place in space. One of the problems, Gene Roddenberry approached it this way. We've straightened our shit out. Any of the problems that pop up, it pops up on other planets. And one of the problems of that is, is that when you make all of those problems other, when you make them from someone else, you know, they're aliens that are having these problems. We're not worried about ourselves because it's the Cardassians, right? Right. You can watch that and not pick up on the analogy and just go, oh, they're the bad guys and we're the good guys, right? Yeah. And not recognize that they're making an analogy. Like all of these Deep Space Nine was about Nazis and and the Holocaust for the most part. Um, and it also has things about terrorism and you know who you were when you were when you were being occupied is not who you necessarily have to be when you're not. There's a lot of that kind of stuff in there, and it's easy to go, well, those are just the Cardassians. They're yeah. not Nazis. They're Cardassians. And so I think that's how some people will approach it. And when someone tells them, well, it's it's a very liberal angle to take at some things, um, they will react negatively because they never viewed the show that way and you know that's the inherent risk when you make an alien group this thing you know all the ferengi are these greedy evil creatures they're not analogies of corporate greed necessarily right. i don't I, I disagree with a lot of people who say oh well you know what they're they're space jews or they're you know some other nationality on earth it's pretty straightforward that they represent the greed corp the kind of corporate greed um rather than a commentary on an entire race <laughs> of people on earth um and you can approach it that way and not recognize that what they're portraying is something that you believe in necessarily right yeah so i think that's one of the reasons why also i think a lot of conservatives that are on youtube making videos about why stuff is bad are doing it to give views um, yeah. I don't know how invested they are into the show. It's kind of difficult to really, one of the problems with the internet is you can't really know who's doing something for views because they put a headline up there, why X and X sucks or why. You'll never hear them say, here's why it's not liberal. Right. Very. I haven't seen a whole lot of videos. They just complain about why it's now liberal without <laughs> citing examples of, of Star Trek later. They go on a, right. you know, they go on a far right tirade. And I don't know how much of that is just to get eyes on their videos or if it's something that they genuinely believe. So, you know, I've met conservatives that like Star Trek, so... So have I, many. There are yeah. many people. Um, I, my, fa my favorite is... Cause I, I, I would, my answer would be almost identical to what you just said, so I would also just add, um, my favorite complaint is when people complain that Star Trek is too preachy now. Yeah, like, that's a weird complaint. <laughs> that's weird. That's one of the times... Because you might, might, like, the really... My smart-ass glib answer to the question would be that they don't pay attention to the show. 
Um, and that's why conservatives like it. But that's not entirely fair because what you said, I mm -hmm. think, is, is, is a, a better answer. But in terms of the, the, the people complaining about how it's, it's too preachy now as opposed to then, that to me seems like you just weren't paying attention to the show. I mean... Picard only needed a hello to start a monologue. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And it was, yeah, there was, I mean, as much as I love TNG and I love TNG so much, but TNG at times was such a smug, self-righteous show and it didn't bother me and it still doesn't bother me that much because I usually agree with the message that it's trying to send. But in terms of the way the message is delivered, there's so much like white liberal smugness in that show. And, mm -hmm. you know, to say that it's not, it only recently got preachy is like, I don't even, I don't think the newer shows are all that preachy, really. I mean, no. No. at least not in the same way. I mean, you can mm -hmm. say there's there's a lot of political subtext to them, but there's, I mean, yeah. you don't have characters delivering self-righteous monologues no. nearly as often as you did with uh, TNG or even TOS. No, Picard would, would get indignant if you spilled a cup of coffee in front of him. <laughs> And up oh, here comes the monologue. Tea is a precious resource in this galaxy. <laughs> Just because it comes out of a magic hole in the wall doesn't mean we shouldn't cherish it. You know, he practices them, right? <laughs> he practices them in front of Livingston. Yes, the fish. He doesn't notice that Livingston goes behind the coral in his tank. <laughs> Where's the fish going? I'm not done yet. Well, he can still hear me. Um... Here's the okay. Here's the the opposite of of a question we were just asked. What's the best Star Trek movie out of all of them? Oh well, both of Steve and I agree. It's uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Yeah, yeah, Wrath of Khan. The mm -hmm. only the only serious competition in my mind for Wrath of Khan is Star Trek Six because I really really love Star Trek. I know 6 how too, much you but, love Star Trek Six, but but I would I would I would go Wrath of Khan. I think. Yeah. I think uh, Wrath of Khan. Um, I like Star Trek Six, but believe it or not, I love Star Trek the Motion Picture. Yeah, a little yeah. bit more than that. Um, simply because the ship looks so goddamn good. Um, <laughs> so here's here's the thing: uh, if we're picking favorites, uh, the Enterprise, the ship itself from Star Trek the Motion Picture forward, right? I never liked the Enterprise D. Yeah, the Enterprise right. D looked like it should be flipping through space or something. It just. <laughs> I get that they wanted to make it seem more advanced, but it was just it was just too slick. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and then for me, Star Trek The Motion Picture, it's, they're not close, you know. Um, I really, really liked um, Star Trek uh, Beyond. Me too, me too. And I had wished that that was the first movie they made and not the third movie they made. Um, and really, it could have been. Yeah. I mean, because we're, we have a, a pre-existing familiarity with like the old versions of the characters, so it wouldn't be that big of a deal to, you know, start with where they were in Beyond and just allow it yeah. to kind to catch up to them yeah yeah um also in there is uh first contact yeah first contact first contact is, Actually, I think is the best of the tng movies yeah and it's also the one that i only ever watch i i really when they're on the planet where everyone's young and uh, the, they, they're stealing the, the rings to take it <laughs> for the i just it felt like an episode of the show and i want here's the thing i really wanted the tng movies to have a, a thread right yeah they didn't have one no. the original movies had a thread and it was mostly about kirk a little bit about spock and the reason why six is satisfying is because we get to finally get the last thing with kirk and that is his his hatred of the klingons needs to be resolved um which is developed from episode three um you can everyone can forget episode <laughs> episode five <laughs> uh, episode five a uh, movie five because it has nothing to do with anything um <laughs> 
in fact, it's completely out of joint if you look at the end where everyone's holding, where the Romulans and the Klingons are all holding hands and and being nice to each other. It's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would um I would mostly agree. I I would throw in a, an honorable mention for Star Trek Three as being very underrated. I don't think it's mm-hmm. necessarily. I don't think it's in the same category as Star Trek Two or. But but what Three I, does is it really cements these guys as friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. It really we get a chance to see them doing things together out of uniform as friends to help another one of their friends. Yeah. And so. Well, and you know, I mean, I like Star Trek. I like Star Trek Four too. I mean, the, the yeah, me uh, too. Of the of the original of the TOS movies, the only one that I would honestly say is is just flat out a bad movie is Five, and even that I can watch and have a ball it's, watching it. It's I mean, giddy fun. Yeah. It's giddy fun. It's not like oh god, Star Trek Five. I'm not watching that. Like it's it's, it's you don't have to take it seriously. No. It's just fun. And there are there are moments in that of of, of camaraderie among the crew mm-hmm. that you don't really see in the movies, except for some moments in Star Trek Three. I mean, like, yeah. I, I've always appreciated, and I appreciate it even more now, knowing that it was one hundred percent acting. Um, there's a moment when in Star Trek Five when when Kirk gets called back to the ship after the camping trip because they have to take the Enterprise out, and he's on the bridge, and they're about to set course to go wherever they're going to go, and he he puts his hand on Chekhov's shoulder, like in sort of a fatherly gesture you know like well here we go again and i love that moment and you know that those actors loathed each other in real life especially all of them especially well well, walter koenig and shatner were not on good terms at all uh koenig was he on good terms with anybody i don't think he was on good terms with anybody but there's there's just it's it feels like a very genuine human moment between Kirk. this was shatner's tantrum movie yes i want to direct one (laughs) leonard got to direct two i want to direct one um Mm -mm. yeah so yeah um yeah we got a super chat uh from oh uh, yay yes yeah, so i will i will donate it to the cause of producing the show <laughs> oh thank you um, by the way the the patreon for for the podcast is linked in the description if anybody wants yes. to, to support the show by uh, joining please the do for the podcast these are um, time-consuming shows they i know it doesn't appear so because we put them out so regularly but it does take a long time to produce just just one episode um and i would love to be able to do some other things with it i would like to break this out separately for its own rss feed and do a whole bunch of other things for it so please thank yes, you yes it's linked in the description patreon.com slash let me listen um anyway the, the question from the super chat from david appleman is uh this is one of those political questions disguised as a star trek question oh no uh space force first step towards <laughs> starfleet waste of money so s- Space Force. <laughs> I would prefer that it wasn't named after a toy line. Um, because, wow. Um, I don't know if it's a waste of money. It really depends on what it's going to be used for. Is it the first step towards Starfleet? Maybe, if, you know, other people take it over. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's and its primary goal is, is exploration? Then sure, yeah. Then Space Force. I will never be able to say that. Space oh, Force. Space Force. We don't even have a shuttle. So I, know. I don't know how what Space Force is just running around in a field somewhere. Um I do like how they kind of stole the logo though. That was great. <laughs> you know, until you just said that, the absurdity of having a Space Force when we don't even have a single spacecraft in service mm-hmm. didn't hit me, but it just hit me. It's like having an Air Force when we don't have any airplanes. When we don't have any it's airplanes. Like, We're going to start an Air Force. It's going to be tremendous. Do we have any airplanes? No, we don't have any airplanes. We don't need <laughs> airplanes for an Air Force. 
But if Space Force can get us to the moon and get a base on the moon and can get us to Mars and beyond there, then great, Space Force. But I don't know if that's their objectives. No. I mean, uh, my problem with it is that it is, it's 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 being treated as a branch of the military and I'm not a fan of, of space travel being militarized. Mm. Um, I do like, I I mean, I am, I, I'm a big government liberal. So I like uh, the idea of space, of space travel in general being a publicly funded operation. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm happy when private corporations launch rockets and, you know, mm-hmm. I, like SpaceX and all that stuff. Like, I think that's fine. Yeah. But, but I mean, to me, space travel should really be like, like I, I get excited about NASA, not about SpaceX. I want to see more, you know, publicly funded uh, space travel where it's, 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 it's NASA doing stuff with its own vehicles, uh, not, mm-hmm. not redirecting funding to private corporations so that they can do their space travel. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of that, but I'm not a big fan of military. My secret fear, travel. my secret fear is Space Force is a boondoggle to transfer funds to NASA to the military. Yeah, well, yeah, and with, and, with this administration, I mean, how right. could you, you know, yeah. But I would love it if it was a boondoggle tricking us to f- put funding into a uh, space exploration organization. But please yeah. change the name to anything. <laughs> Star Force. That's even worse. <laughs> space Cadets. Um, here's here's another favorite, least favorite question. Uh, this one is okay. for this one is for you, Jason, because everybody oh, already God. everybody already knows the answer. Everyone knows all your answers. Yeah. Uh, least favorite Star Trek show. Voyager, I think. Yeah. And not because it's necessarily bad. It's just it was the first show. Now that I've watched all of Enterprise. I was a little bit more engaged in Enterprise, even though some of, a lot of those shows were awful and had a terrible ending. Um, I didn't disagree with the concept of Enterprise, so long as they didn't fuck up too much stuff. <laughs> um, but aside from the Doctor, there was nobody that I was engaged with in Voyager, and it was frustrating to me. There were a lot of opportunities, as I was watching it the first time when it was first being aired, there was a lot of opportunities to tell a very different story. Yeah. And the problem that I had with the show is that they didn't Struggle. They had struggle light. Oh no, we're out of X compound. Okay, let's get X compound. We got X compound. Oh no, our ship was nearly destroyed in the last episode. Oh, it's fine now. What? <laughs> yeah, we fixed it. <laughs> and they're nonsensical. They're completely nonsensical. We can't use the rep- the replicators because of um who because we need to have this Technicolor warthog take over our lounge. <laughs> and cook food. And well, we, like, but we really? can use the holodeck as much as we want. And we can use the holodeck, which actually creates material all the time. <laughs> but we might run out of replicator stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. My favorite, my, my favorite is when they, they did a whole episode about building the Delta Flyer, where they made a big deal about how they were going to build their own shuttlecraft, and it was going to be custom-made, and it was going to be just suited to their needs, and they had to scavenge parts and blah, blah, blah. And then, at the end of the season, the Delta Flyer gets blown up, and then... When this when the new season starts, a couple episodes in, they just have a new Delta flyer. Yeah, they just have a new one. And they, there's like one line of dialogue where they're like, "Hey, you want to take out? This would be a great chance to 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 take the new Delta flyer out for a test flight." Oh, okay, mm-hmm. we, we, we just built another one. Fuck it. We just we replicated it. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> we, we don't have limited resources or anything. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. Like yeah, that gets on my nerves too. Well, because not yeah. be, not because that necessarily makes it a bad show, but it it, it points to a more interesting show that they didn't do which is yeah crazy. and that's one of the frustrating things also they were lucky i made it past the kazon oh 
man. Because I, it was like, oh, look, dirtier, less interesting Klingons. <laughs> and um, it was just like, and then they started getting into the Borg stuff. And then I was just like, nope, nope. I didn't finish the season. Yeah. I, I actually kind of walked away from Star Trek at that point because there was, at that point, there was nothing else on. I think I watched Voyager out of habit because DS9 was still on. And then when DS9 was over, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, look, Farscape. I'll watch that and become obsessed with that show. <laughs> and so... Um, because there was no one there to keep me to keep me interested. Did I ever think that they would never make it home? Did I think that the end of Voyager would that be them tumbling into a black hole or never, you know, <laughs> crash landing on a planet? They build their civilization off the bones of the of the starship, which actually is kind of a neat idea. But you know, neat ideas are things they didn't like on the show. No, <laughs> I wanted the last episode to end with a misspelled title card that said the the starship Voyager never returned home. Remember Remember the DS9 episode when Odo killed an entire bunch of people just so that he could keep Nerese alive? Yeah. Remember that? Voyager never did anything like that. <laughs> like, damn, don't fuck with Odo. Here's here's my biggest here's my biggest problem. They perfect faster that that super warp engine mm. that accidentally turns people into giant newts. Right. <laughs> right. But they get everybody back and they turn them back from being giant newts, right? Yeah. Yeah. The one crew member on the ship that is guaranteed not to turn into a giant newt is the holographic doctor. So they go, okay, we're going to run the warp. We're going to run this thing. We're going home. And the doctor <laughs> is going to change us all back from being newts. Yeah. <laughs> or, by, and by the way, if if they use it and they get all the way home, it won't just be the doctor. The doctor can contact Starfleet and be like, we're back. And okay, some things got a little screwed up, but here's how yeah. you can fix it. And you look, know. Or even prepare by making enough anti-newt juice so that when they get back he's just like yeah pumping it into the people in their home and the show can be over the show can be over the show is over man <laughs> the show is over um this is a question from uh james stoddard what is your favorite character to voice other than your natural voice um hardcore fentanyl i knew you were gonna say that it's my favorite <laughs> He's like your favorite um, character, period. Harcourt Fenton Mudd is my favorite Star Trek character simply because he... I really didn't like what Discovery did with him because they kind of turned him into a murderer. Yeah. Um, Harcourt Fenton Mudd is my favorite because he's a... On TOS, he's a rogue. He's a con man. And I would love... I've told Steve this. I would... If if CBS Paramount approached me and said, what kind of series do you want to... If you could make a series, my series is a series that Gene Roddenberry actually proposed called The Space Adventures of Harcourt Fenton Mudd. I would call something different but it would take place between his last appearance in in uh, uh the animated series and the movies mm -hmm. and i would love that because we've never done anything in that period of time um and also it would be his adventures outside of starfleet because i think he represent he could represent the alternate perspective they've made everything perfect on earth and how dreadfully horribly boring it is <laughs> he lives in a post scarcity um, world, but he prefers what he is doing. He's a little bit greedy. He does want money and stuff like that, but there has to be something driving him to leave the comfort of paradise to go out into the world and seek adventure and get into a lot of trouble. And that's one of the reasons why I love Harry so much. Um, but after him, I really, really love doing Spot. Yeah. I really yeah. love doing Spot's voice. Um, to the point in which 
I don't know if Spot's going to be gone or not because I love Spot so much. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. What about you, Steve? Yeah. Well, it's it's hard for me because you do the guest characters more often than I do. Oh, yeah. And usually when I do a guest character, it's just my own voice kind of pitched up or down a little bit. Yeah, there was a super um, fun episode where all the guest characters were me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and they were all in the same episode. Um, I really love, I love doing, uh, the, my Romulan character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ni- Nivork. 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 And you're Mital. I'm Mital. Uh, yeah, I, I love, I love doing the Romulan character. Uh, and just because I think that's, I, I love doing both of those characters together. Like, I love that, that dynamic. That, uh, the, the, and, and, you know, that the first episode we did with them where, uh, where I break down crying mm-hmm. because I love to cry on the show. I just have Yes, so you much, do. I he loves so, crying on the show. I have so much fun. I'm like Lon Chaney Jr. Lon Chaney Jr. loved to cry um, because he was a bad actor and that was something he could do. Um, and and for me, it's the same reason. <laughs> Stop it. Um, no, and, and I just think it's really funny. And uh, and it's it's a lot of fun to perform. And yeah, that, that moment between us in our first episode is the Romulans where, you know, I just kind of break down and lose it. And then your character has to be like, oh, no, no. Come on, it's okay. Who's my big Romulan warrior? Who's my... Centurion. <laughs> Having your character break down is one of the funnest things in the world. Oh, it's so it's fun for me too. I loved uh, the the it, toward the end of our of our recently completed season when it, it turns out that my mom blackmailed us to freedom, and, mm-hmm. I, and I break down in the call with her. I'm like, oh, I love you, mom. Like that was so much fun to do. I like doing Steve's mom too. I do like doing Steve's mom. Yeah. Anything that and here's the thing: we both did baby's voice. That's true. Yeah. I was I was baby and he was um, Armus. Armus and doing Armus was fun too because I got to play. Oh yeah, you were that. You love doing Armus. I was Armus and you were Spot in that episode where Spot was coaching him to how how to be evil. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. to do. We've lived it. I loved you as loved you as Armus. Um, I loved you as the uh, high high thrall third class. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Which is another, like we were talking about that episode earlier. Like that's, that's just such a fun, like addition to that episode. You know, Mm -hmm. there are, there, there are, there are people lower down on the, on the totem pole that uh, handle less prestigious operations. And there were other characters that I just loved um, uh, playing that just, they're the one episode uh, characters. The, what was it? It was, uh, oh God, we made the worst joke in that show too. It was on the planet. What was the, the the disc knife things that they would throw around it was uh oh i can't remember but yeah i remember the joke wasn't like the, the character's name was the same as the Kligat. his Kligat. character's name was Kligat. yes and i love that because there was so much of their society that we could fill in yeah and we made the worst joke on that and that is uh what was it kumpha kumpha killed a Kligat. kumpha killed a klingon with a Kligat. <laughs> And you had to say, what was it you said after that? Oh, shit. I can't remember. What a, what a catastrophe. What a catastrophe. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I love that. Uh, that was another that was to talk about favorite episodes. That was another one because that was one of the best examples of one of uh, one of my favorite uh, stories that we've done versions of a couple times where my character is trying to help and and through no fault of his own, uh, everything completely goes to shit. Okay, so he's trying to share this like, is, some wisdom with these native people. This and, is answering. This is answering a previous question. I think this might be my favorite episode. 
episode, and that is the episode of the Apple, yes. where we show up on that planet two oh weeks later, and they <laughs> yes. try to make they try to turn they've they've def, they have descended into cannibalism, <laughs> and they try to make they're completely lost without their god, and we reverse everything that Kirk does in that episode, yes. where we bring their god back. Um, what else? They try to yeah. turn Steve into a god. Yeah, and it was it was what it was the, it was Steve and other Steve. It's Steve and other Steve. Yeah, yeah, because they yeah. And you want to write down you want to write down everything that you're telling them not to do <laughs> yeah, into a and then you stop yourself and say myself. that's a holy book. I and then, catch myself. Oh shit, that's a holy book. <laughs> and he turns around and he says, it's, "I walk up." My character. One of the things that my character routinely does is walk up, walk up at the right time when Steve has done something so stupid or <laughs> looks like like he's done something awful and say what's going on and he's like, the steve is going to write a holy book we did that with that we did that when we killed uh when we killed the uh, uh ambassador when you killed the ambassador yeah it was like walking at the right time if i can get steve naked and having to explain why he's naked <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh i also love i i i don't think i've ever um i don't think i've said this publicly but i know when you and i have talked i've mentioned that one of my favorite uh moments from the show recently and one of the ones that when i was listening to the finished show just made me completely lose it was in the episode when we're at my mom's house and we're plotting the the mission to go to the mm -hmm. secret base and i am obviously trying to arrange things so that my mom dies on the mission. Yes. And, and the other characters are like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like if somebody dies, it's not like we get to pick, you know, who it is. Right. It's just, and I say, uh, yeah, but if we could pick and then, and then you as, as, as Jason comes in and you just say, what are you doing? <laughs> And that fucking dropped me when I when I listened to it because you're just because like I'm I'm going so over the line yeah and yeah, you're, you're the guy who's like you want to you wanted the mission to double as patricide <laughs> yeah and, and, and you're just like what are you doing yeah you, yeah the, and there's yeah. something about like a person calmly trying to be the voice of reason in the midst of like a lunatic just going off. <laughs> That is so funny to me. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, here's another question. Uh, what character are you most excited for the Ensigns to meet? I guess like Ooh, established Star good. Trek character. Yeah. I know which one, and it's right there. Q. I would say Q as well, yeah. We've already met lots and lots of godlike beings, but apparently Q is the most powerful being in the universe. So, yeah, Q. Q. Um, Tasha Yar. <sighs> Boy. Because I, I foresee a tragic. Prepare I, for I, drama, guys. <laughs> I foresee I foresee a tragic story. Uh, Do you? In, in the future, yeah. No, Tasha will be around forever. Oh, that's right. We'll we'll change that little bit of canon. <laughs> She's secretly still alive. Um, Wouldn't it suck if we were a couple of when we were on the Enterprise and they do that that time thing when Tasha's alive again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That we just jump ships. <laughs> <laughs> we're just not even there. Yeah. No, we wind up in the one that goes back in time. <laughs> Let me see. I'm so far behind in the chat. I'm scrolling through to. Okay, go. Other, to We're being long-winded too. Yeah, but that's you know that's part of our charm. Is it? <laughs> Damn. Is it? Okay. Here's a request. Okay. Um, for you, Jason, from oh god, from Jem from Gemshin, uh, can you give us all a an oh hello from Spot? Oh, um, so Spot has a traditional way that he enters a room or enters the conversation, and he usually says something 
something along these lines. Oh, I couldn't help but over here <laughs> exactly. because he's always asleep. But hello, gentlemen. I love. I love. Spock. Hello, gentlemen. Is yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> Um, also, uh, she says stuff loop asked, uh, who did the voice of Commodore Decker? That was you. Uh, yeah, I did Commodore Decker. Sweet chief. Oh, sweet chief. Sweet chief. Come here. I, I loved, to... I loved Commodore Decker because it was a gentle in to that. He has lost his mind. So yeah. Cause he caught, he never calls my character anything other than sweet chief. Uh, sweet chief. What are you doing? Sweet chief. <laughs> I need you to come to my quarters right now. I can't find my socks. <laughs> oh, that's a different character that I loved playing. And that was, oh, that um, was, yes, you're right. That, what was it? It was Space oh, the Commissioner, guy, yeah. Space Commissioner Harris. The guy who, who took control of the ship. And, yeah. And, we, and, our, and in our show, we just. We I'm just declaring Section 15. <laughs> yeah. We just took the. That, I love that one too, now that I think about it, because we just took what was already there in the episode and just and took it to an absurd place. But, yeah. But it was already there in the episode. Like this, this, it was there. This yeah. stupid little cape of the Section yeah. 15, him wanting to take over the ship. Um, I just. I did. That was one of the shows where I didn't realize how crazy I wanted him to be until we were going through it, right? And then you kept... So there are certain episodes where we have made ourselves laugh repeatedly. Yeah. That gets edited out of the show. And one of them is that was that show. I kept making myself laugh because I would say things like, is that how space does? And I would just, I would be like, no, (laughs) that's too far. Or, um, <laughs> but what kept making you break up was the socks. Yes, yes. So, yeah. And didn't I, I did a character a little bit like that, but not nearly as, as, as I don't think he was in the show as much, but it was, it was the guy who kept saying that uh, he is the master and he's the master of this vessel. The commander, it was, yeah. uh, which one was it? That was the aging episode where everyone's getting old. That's right. And yes. he, he doesn't know how to get to the bridge. Yes, he <laughs> Yes. And you know, there's another, uh, this, this leads us into, there's a, another, another question from uh, James Stoddard. He says, how much of the show is improv? And I mean, all, all, all of it, it, all of it is improv. And what's great about the way we actually record the show is that um, when Jason gets a, a, a really, a good idea for, for something that needs to happen for the episode to go in a particular direction. Um, Sometimes if, if he knows far enough ahead of time, we'll talk about it before we record. But, mm-hmm. but often what will happen is you will just give me a direction. Like, I will say something under my breath yeah you'll say like say this or do this or, or you know or, or no, no, so, no 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 steve has to and and i have no idea that it's coming and we just have mm-hmm. to roll with it and that is and i think a lot of the stuff from that uh from the episode where i was playing the the the, the commander who got lost like a yeah. lot of that was was something that we uh, you know you were making things up in the moment and feeding it to me and i had to take it and do something with it and there's yeah oh god that is so much fun well well there isn't like a director i mean a, a good example of that is the episode where we have to convince Mud to take the shuttle and go find information on Spot. And I, under my breath, because we needed, it was partially because we needed to fill time because my character was traveling. And I, and Steve started to talk and he was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And I whispered to him and I said, just start talking to Mud like you're going to, like you're talking to him right now. And then he started this incredible monologue in which he just got more and more bizarre like he he turned into a severe fantasy his his impression oh, yeah, of mud <laughs> and then i got him to do it again i said okay this afterwards when it, he completely fucks it up and he goes into another fantasy in which mud 
in which Mud begs for his hat because in the exchange between Mud and Steve, <laughs> Mud got his phaser and his hat from him. And so it's just like, I'll just whisper it to him or I'll say it underneath my breath. Um, or when we get something totally wrong from our own canon or from Star Trek canon, I'll just whisper, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, just to that, fix it, yeah. Yeah, just to fix it so that we will go back and we'll do it again. But mostly we cut out laughter. Yeah. Laughter is hard to, we, we will laugh at our own jokes because we're narcissists. So. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, nothing that you hear in the finished show uh, is is scripted. Uh, no. There, there are there are certain beats that are pre-planned, but but no, and there's there's never a script for a show at any at any point. Yeah. And, and the way we usually end is we'll just be talking back and forth, and then I'll hear a line that'll be okay. That's where we'll cut off the transmission. Yeah. But we'll just keep going and going until I hear that final line that I think okay, that's a good line to end with. Yeah. And then end it right there. Yeah. And some of my favorite moments uh, performing the show are when our characters are doing improv within the context of the episode. Oh, yeah. Those shows are so much... Well, like the, the, the baby Armus was like The that. baby Armus thing or, or, was... Or we were Armus, yeah. Yeah, Spot and Armus were improvising how to be evil at, in an improv show. And we do, we've done it a couple of times where we've kind of yeah. gone in where our character was like, okay, well, you come up, you come to me and you ask... Because... So Steve's character thinks he can do all of these things yeah. and he can't. And so the one where you were determined to find out if the current commander of the ship was a section 31 spy. Oh, and I yeah. said, okay, go ahead, go ahead and approach me like you're going to approach him. And then we go into this, this improvised scene inside of an improvised show. That's always fun. That's always really fun. Um, yeah. And we do it a lot. We yeah. do it a lot. And it's always, and it's so much fun to do. And it's, especially when we're doing, Doing it as our our regular characters because um, like it's fun to do when w- the spot armist thing was was just a, a blast but when we're doing it as steve and jason it's so much fun because they have such a well-established rapport with each other mm-hmm. and and it you know I, I love doing it because you know generally how it's going to go mm-hmm. because you know that my guy is like the confident the overconfident guy and your guy is the the usually you're more level-headed and a and, little bit and sometimes i mean sometimes you take it too far to the other side and you're pessimistic mm-hmm. but, but you're you're the one who's like you know no that's not going to work and i'm the one you know you know i'm going to get frustrated and you know i'm mm-hmm. gonna, i'm, I'm going to push back and i'm going to insist and dig in my heels and and but the in the actual individual moment i think the one line you came up with that defines your character is why does everyone think i'm stupid i'm not <laughs> stupid <laughs> I'm a Starfleet officer. Uh, I, I love those when 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 uh, when I get to like indignantly rattle off my credentials, which, yeah. we've, which we've done a couple of times. Like, well, I'm a graduate of Starfleet Academy. I've been a Starfleet officer for 30 years. I'm a trained security officer. Like, I when I get yeah. to just, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, someone asked uh, 255 AD asked, uh, why did you go to the academy rather than enlisting? Because it's called oh. the ensign's log, not the enlisting's log. Yeah. yeah if- if we had enlisted, so the way Starfleet works, from what I understand, is that if you become enlisted, you do hold a rank, but it's not. It's like it's like um, Chief O'Brien. Right. O'Brien enlisted, and while he has a lot of authority and control, I don't actually know what uh, Chief O'Brien's rank is, if he has one. Right. Right. When you go to the academy, when you come out of the academy, you come out with an officer's rank as an ensign. An ensign is an officer's rank, and so it's not because it wouldn't be called the ensign's log um i wanted them to be officers and to have a history like that um if we had been enlisted men then i think 
I don't know if do we have because we'd have no ensigns don't have any stripes on their sleeve, right? So um, we'd just be crewmen. Yeah, the crewman's log, and yeah, it would be the crewman's log, and people would be like, "Yeah, I wanted the ensigns log in there just to get a. It's a little bit more Star Trekky." Yeah, and you know, I, I had I had, I'd never told Steve this, but I had played around with us being the yeoman's log, Ooh. that we're the only two male yeomen on the ship because all the other yeomen seem to be women. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was a little too too deep a cut. I I, I I like the idea, especially because my character is is such a dipshit. I, I I like the idea that they are officers, which means that they they are the military version of college educated. Like we're yeah. smart people. We're not. We're you know we didn't just go sign up to join Starfleet for something to do. Like we went right. the full route and became officers, mm-hmm. and we're still the way we are. We're still dipshits. <laughs> we're still dipshits. Um, oh, here's an interesting one. Uh, have you ever had to redo or significantly change direction on an episode? And what's the most you've ever had to redo on an episode? I think we did. We have to redo a, an entire episode once because one of us forgot to record. Yeah, it was I you, and I can't remember. <laughs> we've only had to do that on Ensign's Log once. I think we've had to do that on Late Seating at least twice that I can think of. Yeah, but sometimes if we record on the wrong microphone on Late Seating on our review show. We'll just still put it out. But because our characters are supposed to be in the same place in the same room, if we record it on a wrong microphone, we have to redo the whole show. And we did that once, and I can't remember which one it is. I want to say it's Space Grandpa, but I don't think it is. Actually, I think it was the Balance of Terror episode. You know what? It was. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was Balance of Terror when we were doing... Because our first... It felt so good the first time, and I was worried that we wouldn't be able... To recapture that. And then I remembered, nobody heard the first version. They won't know the difference. It's just (laughs) us. We well, no. So I think we came back to it on a different day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't do it the same day. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that. But that's the only time we've had to do that on Ensign's Log. And change direction. No, not really. Not really. Our shows are pretty are pretty well. Um, they're pretty well confined. I will put things in in anticipation of something happening later. Like I will try to introduce things so that they just don't pop up conveniently. Like I knew that we were going to have to take care of. I'm not quite sure when I got the idea that basically Baby was going to become Armus. Right. But once that was in my head, I knew that I had to get him transformed and then onto uh, that planet that that uh, Picard and company find him on. Um, so I had to put in motion certain things had to be in place in order for us to do that. But since Spock's um, panic button. But tying that episode in with the city on the edge of forever, that was not planned. Yeah. That was not planned. That was just... Let's let's see how close we can get to really altering canon <laughs> without doing without doing it. Right. 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 So, yeah, but we've never really had to do a sudden stop or about face or, or make a, no. a left turn. Yeah. No, it's just, yeah, it's just like you were saying, just stuff that has happened accidentally or, or happened that wasn't planned and we went. With yeah. It, but nothing yeah. like. Yeah. Um, do you ever see promotion for the ensigns again? Sure. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. Um, my character more than his, probably. That would, that, but, that, which would make more sense. But I think it would be funnier if it if it was his. <laughs> and someone someone followed up to that. Uh, that was Miles Mulholland asking the question. And uh, CLO626 said, I would love for Steve to end up an admiral. <laughs> 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 which is like it kind of makes sense it makes perfect sense because we have really dug into the crazy admiral trope where it's like if no, you guys that's... have listened to the courtroom episode steve has no citations <laughs> which is oh i love that i love that joke and maybe in the mirror universe 
Someone hey, is an admiral. Hey, I, hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would be perfect. In the mirror universe, we're like high-ranking officers. It, it would have to well, be. Well, you are. Or I, okay, I, <laughs> I am. Um, and by, by the way, and I, I, th- I thought this too, but I don't know if it's ever been established on, ca- on camera, but uh, apparently o- O'Brien's official rank is chief petty officer. Okay. Yeah. Um, <sighs> oh, it's someone. Uh, uh, she says stuff. Loop says uh, has. I'm I'm behind a few episodes. Has Lenore's story been resolved? No, 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 no. Not yet. We have plans. Yeah, something's gonna happen with that, but not. Boy, it would be nice if we had a female cast member. <laughs> we could actually have Lenore appear. Speak. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, some random geek wants to know what are you vaping, Jason? Menthol. There you go. Zero mic- nicotine. It's a habit. <laughs> it's not the. Uh, it's not snake leaf. It makes me no. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> But thanks for reminding me. Now I can introduce it into the show. Hey, there you go. Uh, would you lay off the snake leaf, dude? Can't shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone to my snake leaf. <laughs> um, here's an interesting question that we have joked about privately before. Um, would you guys ever consider skipping TNG and going straight to Deep Space Nine? Yes. <laughs> we have we have talked about that a lot privately. We have talked about yeah. jumping into TNG in the third season rather than the first season. We have talked about how one of the bigger things that we have is is that ds9 starts two years before tng is over so yeah, yeah we have things that i want i would like to be able to accomplish i would like to be the one that convinces rolera not to go to ds9 <laughs> <laughs> that would be great um but do we really want to do seven years of tng and so i'm still i still have a little bit of time to figure out what we're going to do there's a part of me that goes let's just do the big episodes right let's just do the big episodes as we go through you know best of both worlds and all that other stuff and then when it comes to ds9 do we want to jump ship immediately and go to ds9 which i kind of want to do right or you know do we are there things that we want to accomplish in tng I won't know that until we're actually doing the show, until we're there and and it's working. Because there's a lot of stuff that I want to be able to do on that ship with those characters, um, and I won't know what that is until we're doing it. So will we jump in in third? You know, when yeah. when Doctor Pulaski's gone, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. It, it, and you know, I um, I mean, but jumping it all together, no, I don't think so. Yeah, but because I think we're both we're 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 both such fans of TNG that I don't think either one of us would want to just not do any of it i mean even though i think we both we both would say that ds9 is our favorite show I yeah mean, it is also, our favorite show yeah, we, we also have a lot of affection for tng and, mm-hmm. and especially for for a lot of those characters so you yeah know, you wouldn't want to just not do it right I mean, right exactly yeah, yeah but voyager i would totally skip <laughs> but I, <laughs> jump into enterprise <laughs> we, we could travel back in time to enterprise right does this all seem kind of familiar to you <laughs> But like not, I don't know. Right. What do you mean Starfleet doesn't exist? What are you, what are you talking about? What? <laughs> I'm a member of the Federation. <laughs> Wait, this is the first Enterprise? <laughs> I could have sworn the one we were on was the first one. <sighs> we've already blown that though, because we've already, we. I mean, like we- we we've we, referenced we, it. Yeah, we have decided, and I actually, I enjoy this because, you know, it- 
it, 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 it acknowledges the unity of the whole franchise. Like we've made references to Enterprise. We've made a few references to Discovery. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like we've established that it, it all exists in some form or another. Like it all exists in our show, yeah. um, which I really like. We've established that there are bony-headed Klingons alongside yeah. regular Klingons. Yeah. And we don't know which is which. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And I love there was a there was a gag we did not really a gag but just a reference uh, in one of our episodes in in this most recent season. It was one in one of the recent episodes when your character uh, makes it makes a big deal of not being able to talk about something because oh yeah was, the DS nine the the discovery be, stuff because it had to do with discovery and and you've been sworn to secrecy and, yeah and just I like everybody that. else on the Enterprise has yeah. been sworn to secrecy I love that for some reason <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> we're all sworn to secrecy other than to cover up you know canon destroying stuff so yeah. oh that's why he doesn't talk about it no more there's um there's a if joke. people want to know what spock and i talk about when i go to his quarters <laughs> it's his sister watch discovery yeah um <laughs> there's um there, you know there, she was a lunatic right she never <laughs> should have been in she never should have been in Starfleet. There, um, there are two. There are two discovery jokes I have planned for my my comics that I do, um, and one of them is in the one that I'm working on right now, where um, the 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 premise is that it's been so long now that Captain Pike's secret memoir has finally been unsealed and people are reading it, mm-hmm. and, and like so, Riker and Jordy, Riker and Jordy are on a shuttlecraft on their way back to the ship from some kind of conference at a starbase, and Jordy mm-hmm. is like, "Have you read Captain Pike's secret memoir?" that they just published <laughs> it is bananas and and Riker is like did you read the uh, chapter about the about the universal mushroom <laughs> highway like <laughs> the, <laughs> you know that technology we just abandoned for some reason <laughs> uh, um, yeah yeah I mean one of the nice things about doing an audio trek is that whatever your headcanon is for how we're dressed, yeah. that's how we're dressed, right? We can be in original TOS costumes with original TOS sets, but if you guys like the aesthetic of the Discovery stuff, we can be in that too. Right. We can be dressed in those uniforms and in that ship, um, mainly because we don't have the burden of changing the aesthetics of stuff we're, we're trying to keep it all in canon but however you're vi- picturing us we're in that ship as those people um we're definitely not in the kelvin universe oh yeah we're definitely in the prime universe for sure yeah yeah um, or if you want we're in our own right yeah that is just when we traveled when we traveled through time in episode two we officially split off from the the canon tos main timeline yeah yeah i know in my in, in my imagination we're on classic TOS sets. Yeah, me too. Uniforms. But the well the but the great thing about it, like you said, and um because I really, really loved the interiors of the Enterprise on Discovery. I love that bridge, especially the bridge. I just thought it was one of my favorite Star Trek ship sets mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And uh, why have a small bridge where everyone can communicate with each other? <laughs> it, that's that's the big that's the problem is that everybody where you is have so to shout across a room because it's the size of a fucking uh split ranch <laughs> development in in California. <laughs> because it's easier to shoot I understand. Um, there's that. more space for the camera, um, but no. But so I love, I love that set. But the great thing about it, and the great thing about Star Trek being, you know, like completely made up, is is that both are true at the same time. Like those are both the Enterprise. So mm-hmm. you know, if you want it to be classic Trek, it, yeah. that's what it is. And if you want it to be how it looks in Discovery, that's what it is. And they are both equally true because they're just yeah. different. They're different aesthetics of 
the same of the same thing. Yeah, and that's why I love I like our show because we can be whatever it is you guys decide your in your head canon what what we're doing. Yeah, right? yeah. And I want and we kind of and we reference it a little bit with the uh, the Section Thirty One uniforms. You know, so in my mind, I was adopting the classic Trek uniforms, but making them black. Yeah. And also, I brought in the the com badge communicator yeah. thing, which that was fun. That was fun to try to mix up that stuff. But yeah, <laughs> someone there's a comment for uh, says uh, I'm waiting for Steve to endanger everybody's lives by spouting at Q about all the other omnipotent beings he's met and what oh, they boy. were capable of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and basically yeah. dare him to do worse. You've basically written an episode for us there. Um, <laughs> that's ba- that's that's like that's a premise for. If a you think you know what Q's like, you know what Steve's like, <laughs> and you know, and you also know that we have established that hyper intelligent, super powerful beings like hanging out in our quarters for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, and that they have a grapevine. <laughs> they know that we're a cool place to hang out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, this is something that uh, two fifty five AD asks: Will you still be roommates on the Enterprise D? That's a good question. That's a good and and the the, the reason that they ask is because that ship is so huge. And the I think what it'll mostly be is our astonishment at just how we'll be like: Is this the captain's quarters? Because Jesus <laughs> Christ, like how Scotty was. How many people sleep in this room? Yeah, yeah. just like Scotty was. <laughs> in my day, even an admiral would have not had. Yes, slept quarters. on cardboard on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever read I think it was uh, was it Clickhole that did the oral history of Star Trek and they had a bit where James Doohan was living on the set for like 20 years after the show was cancelled stop it <laughs> he was like sleeping in the raptors stop <laughs> I didn't write it. Whatever. Um, you thought it was funny. I we did. just make fun of Scotty's alcoholism. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> exactly. Um, and McCoy's. We mentioned McCoy's alcoholism for once, every once in a while. How many ensigns have to escort him out of the engine room and to his own quarters? <laughs> you can't sleep here. <laughs> you, can't, you can't sleep here, sir. Seal uh, uh, 0626 says, I really want to hear you guys take on Code of Honor, though. Yeah, that's a first season episode that will be a lot yeah. of fun to do for our show. Oh, boy. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do a riff on the worst episode ever. 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 Worse than Spock's brain. Oh, way worse. Because it's because Spock's brain is just a bad episode. Like, Code of Honor is, yeah. is, is like, like, at least Spock's brain isn't racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could give it that. <laughs> Oh, um, and we have a re- uh, a request. Could you include a TNG moment where the Universal Translator breaks down and you hear Worf shouting in Russian? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, that's a great. That, again, that's such that a great is reference. great. That's a great. That is reference. a great reference. Um, oh. that's so good. Uh, here's a um, so just a, a nice comment from Wuga who says, uh, "I can't express how much I respect the way that you bend over backwards to make sure nothing you do breaks canon." It's a thing of beauty. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it makes it more fun. It, it really does. I mean, for all mm-hmm. of the for all of the shit that I talk about, you know, how like not not being a, a stickler for canon when you're actually creating something within a pre-established framework, it mm-hmm. is actually it, I, it's it is a lot of fun to try and do it within the boundaries. Like it is, it's, yeah. a, it's a challenge, and and when you bounce off of those walls, like it, that, you know, that's where the fun mm-hmm. stuff is. Like if you just completely right. write over everything, then it's not we, as much fun. One of the things that 
I try to do and Steve tries to do is number one, don't irrevocably damage the characters, the yeah. pre-existing characters. Right. You know, don't have it would be easy to be doing this and have Kirk be this total Lothario and always sleeping with women and all this other stuff. Something that I don't even think we've touched on. Yeah, we have in the series because he's not in the original series. That's his reputation outside of it that he was always, you know, hooking up with with women, which isn't true necessarily. He right. kissed a lot of women, but um, we try not like we've had a, our characters have had a lot of interactions with Spock. And it would be easy to churn those characters, but rather we try to make it so that those characters have a character-driven response yeah. rather that, that's established for their characters rather than make up crap that just doesn't fit in with, with who they are. And, you know, I, I think we've taken liberties with Scotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've taken liberties with Uhura because they just never gave them much. Right. So we borrow we borrow from the stuff that's existing. Uhura likes to sing and she apparently knows how to fan dance. And so we've taken those things a bit further than they were, but not to the point in which they would dance damage the character or change them and turn them into something that they're not. Um, so we're trying to be respectful to them. Um, and also, like I think we said this in the Q&A in season one, there's a lot that they've never returned to. Yeah. So it gives us this huge playground. And I try to double check things when I can in uh, Memory Alpha mm -hmm. to see, okay, what what's going on here? Where Where is the wiggle room where we can establish our stuff? My nightmare is, all, is of course, that something else is going to come along and destroy our uh, the canon that we're producing for our show but right. i'm not terribly worried about it i mean no. i there were some tense moments with uh, discovery where i was <laughs> like what is discovery going to do that might fuck up our show and thankfully it just added stuff in there yeah i mean i think someone directly asked us during our first q a about um captain joju and what happened to the discovery and we had to act we were playing dumb right, right? you didn't know i didn't know turns out that was the perfect answer <laughs> yeah Hey, we're not supposed to know or you know but you're not supposed to say and i wouldn't yeah know. yeah and i can't talk about it right yeah. exactly yeah so yeah <clears throat> yeah um i just want to tell everybody we've been going over two hours now so we're probably gonna start wrapping it up soon we we have a, a few more questions that are already posted that i want to get to but so if anybody has like final questions you want to get in just go ahead and put them in now and we'll we'll, we'll try to wrap up in, in the next little bit um um there was one um in picard they've made the civilian clothes look more contemporary is that an improvement over the sweaters they used to put wesley in <laughs> <laughs> yes I, yes it I is i agree i think yeah everyone likes a comfy sweater but you don't stick it on a little boy <laughs> i i actually think I, I do think the civilian clothes in picard look look a lot better than they used to in the other shows but i think the civilian clothes started to improve a little bit midway through deep space nine when they stopped yeah dressing, midway yeah. yeah when they stopped dressing jake in those embarrassing like jumpsuits and they actually wear like shirts and jeans. Jake. Uh, his, He's his, got enough to deal with. His mom is dead his, and you dress him like that? Yeah. His wardrobe for like for like the first three seasons of DS9 is awful. And then they finally start dressing him like a grown-up and, and his wardrobe improves dramatically. But Hey, wouldn't it have been great if Jake was the one that was interviewing Picard because he's gone oh, and become a journalist? That would have been so great. It's funny how my keep up coming up with great ideas for Picard. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, I agree. I, all of their clothes, all of their casual clothes always looked very uncomfortable. Yeah, big time. Big because time. It, they were made out of, you know, couch material. <laughs> 
Um, you know, just very stiff and uncomfortable. Nothing looked, nothing looked comfy, right? Yeah. You never showed up, you know, you know, you never showed up at Kira's place and she's in like baggy sweats. No, no. Actually, I don't know. Other than when she was dressed like formally for some occasion, I don't know if you ever saw Kira in out of her uniform. She was always wearing the either the uniform or some kind as of as much as we thing. wanted to. <laughs> There goes that positive masculinity reputation. Whatever, right you know I'm joking. <laughs> um, will here's one from Robert Mills. Will you be playing poker with the rookie ensigns? Uh, I presume yes. from, from the lower. I think that's a great. Yeah. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Two incredibly old ensigns terrify them <laughs> about their careers. Oh, that is yeah. Oh my god, that would be great. Um, will you guys meet future Scotty? I mean, I guess it would. Well, make that it would that be. Far. Yeah, uh, we have to be able to. I'll think about that one because how in the hell <laughs> do we explain because there's always so in tng there's future scotty yeah future mccoy that's right and future spock, future spock. all three of who know us yeah that's right and we would have to explain why we're there and that the same age as the last time they saw us <laughs> yeah and we come up with a different bullshit story for every time we'll probably find him when he is like flat on the face with the holodeck still on drinking you know with a whiskey bottle next to him picard has just left snuck out yeah he's like, quietly tiptoed uh, out oh he's he's unconscious <laughs> well i'll leave you to it then <laughs> goodbye puts yeah. a sign up do not disturb embarrassing <laughs> moment i love on the enterprise d he has like a hand lettered cardboard sign that he just puts <laughs> on the outside of the door yeah exactly uh, um oh and a, a, a this is a, this is a very hurtful thing for robert mills to say and i i it's okay di it's directed at you jason and i just want you Fine. to know that i i think this is a terrible thing to say then um, why read it you because i want to share it with you you want to hurt me i want to hurt you i want to hurt you, okay. for, I want to hurt you for the for the the good of the show i can uh, show over anytime <laughs> <laughs> you are the murderer of keeler and you Wait, helped my, kill 65 million people my earplug fell out what is it what happened <laughs> you are the murderer of keeler and you helped yeah, kill 65 million people i know i couldn't help it i didn't know it wasn't on purpose you, we did save the future Future. Yeah, we did save the future. We that... stopped the timeline. Yeah. How many other people, how many more people died when the Nazis took over the planet? Exactly. As Spock right. even said, millions died who did not die before. Yes. So so shove it up your ass. <laughs> he just wants to hurt my feelings. <laughs> He's just trying to hurt my friend's feelings. Maybe we'll correct that. <laughs> we'll, go back, we'll, we'll go back and, re and, and, and save her. Um, I think I mentioned that to you. Oh, yes, we have mentioned that, like doing an episode where we go back and, and change a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, here's another, uh, uh, just a, ni a really nice comment to, to, no. to sort of counteract that <laughs> that, that accusation <laughs> of murder. Um, I am a murderer. Uh, this is my favorite Star Trek podcast. Murdered her, <laughs> murdered all those people. Oh, Jason. Murdered all those crazy people on that planet that got eaten by the by the Death Fleet ship. <laughs> Robert, you see what you did? Now he's going. Killed everybody on that Romulan research the Romulan section 31 research station uh, and that was like that was just recently too not to mention everyone that's ever you know visited the ship because my character is a secret psychopath oops <laughs> <laughs> oh it, you mean you mean the ending that they should have given to murder she wrote where it turns out yeah. she killed everybody <laughs> uh, someone walks down into a basement and it's just filled with desiccated corpses <laughs> 
exactly um anyway so uh she uh she says stuff loop says this is my favorite star trek podcast by a mile oh thank you it's provided me with countless laughs thank you guys well you are very welcome you're very welcome yeah very we're just happy that people find us funny <laughs> yeah other than each other yeah we find each other that and i, I think i've told i've told you that before and i might have even mentioned this on our last live stream the only the only concern i ever had about the show was that other i i hoped other people would find it as funny as we do yeah because we crack each yeah. other up constantly mm-hmm. when, we're, when we're doing the show and talking about the show and it's it's always nice when you hear from someone who listens to it and thinks yeah. it's funny thank you um oh <laughs> from cord isbel uh actually no the one here's one from miles real quick uh will you guys pick on wesley when you reach tng oh, uh, <laughs> poor wesley we don't want to give up too much but Fuck yeah. <laughs> My biggest problem with TNG are their fucking children on board this ship. You've given me a ship with children on board. I hate right. children. Line them up. Line, Line them up. You know, number Out one. Out into space with you. <laughs> you know, number one, not only do they give me a ship full of children, but they won't let me kill any of them. <laughs> not a single one. Now... <laughs> <laughs> um okay now here's the question from court isbel uh how long you know what would have yeah. cemented that better <laughs> what is that every time the, the the enterprise was being shot at or dissected by a board cube they cut to the reaction shots of children cowering in their corners screaming <laughs> There are still kids on the ship <laughs> after like the after the last like three times when it uh-huh. was all, when everybody was almost killed. They left. Picard the should have been ship. children routinely walking up to him and spitting at him <laughs> because of their childhoods were so traumatic. You ruined my life. <laughs> Remember that time we all de-evolved? Remember that? Remember and I turned that? into a spider monkey? And you weren't even there? You have one ship's counselor. There are a thousand people on it. <laughs> you ruined my life. I signed um, up for therapy, but then my dad got transferred off the ship before I got to see her. <laughs> you know, hey, here's, here's a question I could ask you. Um, hmm. And it, it, it might be a point where we, where we agree, and it might be another point where you, it'll give you an excuse to shit on Picard some more. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, <sighs> I've heard I've, I've heard complaints from a couple of people about the show where their major complaint seems to be that they're, that the character of Picard that we find him in the show has exhibited any character growth at all. They, 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 they complain that he's not exactly the same character as he was 20 years ago. And one of the things is his relationship with uh, the, the little Romulan Lord of the Rings elf. Um, <laughs> Elrond. Uh, yeah, Elrond. Elrond. Which is actually a name of a Laura for Ring, Ring's yeah. character. And, and who, oh, by the way, yeah. it doesn't help much that every time I hear someone say his name, I hear them saying Elmo. Elmo. <laughs> and but people people have complained because you know he met he first met this character when the character was a child, and uh-huh. from from the brief scenes that we see of Picard, yeah. and you know they seem like they had a really close relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and the the complaint is, well, that's wrong because Picard doesn't like children. Eh, that's yeah, a dumb complaint. Yeah, it's a dumb complaint because it's like okay, he hasn't. You, you're not allowing that he's changed at all he can't be <laughs> frozen in amber between the last time we yeah. saw him and now well, i mean and he's a, a freaking old man who can't run anywhere and, 
And also, um, there were there was a little smidge of character development in TNG to indicate that he was already moving away from that. Yeah, exactly. So, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The things that I disagree about the changes in Picard's character are his sudden and deep relationship that he had with a character that he didn't really have a sudden and deep relationship with the character, right? I mean, right. Data, if you take a look at Data's history on board the ship, there were several times in which he took it over, nearly destroyed it. There was a lot of problems with Data, okay? Yeah. Um, but now he just thinks that he's the most awesome thing since sliced bread and, oh, I miss him so much. And it's like, that's Jordy. That's not that's not him, okay? Yeah. Jordy is the one that should be really upset that Data's gone because they were best friends. But Picard acts like they were fucking ex-lovers. And <laughs> it's like, I can understand him regretting it, but you didn't see him go fucking bonkers when Tasha Yar died or any of the other people that died screaming under his command. <laughs> I love that died screaming. Remember the dude who had his brain fried? He's just like, oh, he fell down in a, <laughs> no, that's in right. a fetal position hey, Picard, right in front of him. Picard yelled about that. Yes, he got very <laughs> he upset. Said, we, we cannot allow you to do that. <laughs> you better not. You better not do that anymore. Do, do it again, I dare you. Yeah, I bet you won't. <laughs> um, that's the only main, it, it seems a little out of character for him to be this preoccupied with yeah. data thoughts. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Borg stuff, that's fine. He can have as much trauma from that as he wants. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What? Uh, minor, very minor spoilers for Picard coming up in the next couple minutes. So just if, if you really, if you don't want a very minor spoiler, then maybe don't listen to this next part. Or any spoilers. Or any spoilers. But, yeah. um, as someone who I, I, I think it's obvious that you're not enjoying the show quite as much as I am. Um, mm. What did you think? How how cold hearted are you when, um, when Picard was reunited with Hugh in the last episode? All right. I thought it was great, but here's the thing. Yeah. Ready? Please. Who interacted with you? Oh, who, yeah. I know. Who yeah. developed you into a person? I know it was Jordy. What was the last... I mean, he may as well have just said, fuck you, Hugh, when he beamed off the ship. Who was down on the planet with Hugh? <laughs> fuck you, Hugh. Who knew that Hugh still retained his personality from that little look that Hugh gave him? Who was that, Steve? That who was, was it? That was Jordy. Okay. So Do was Hugh Patrick Stewart and... just stole LeVar Burton's show? Yes, he did. <laughs> he just... He swooped in and said, nope, not doing that. LaForge is a great name for a show, isn't it? LaForge. Mm-hmm. The Forge. Now, if that had been Jordy, that would have that would have been worthy of a hug because they're friends. Jordy would have been overjoyed to see him and what he's doing. Picard was the dude who wanted to put a bomb in him <laughs> and send him back to the Borg and then kind of changed his mind. But they weren't close. I get that. I get that. But two points, first of all. Um, Picard was the character in that episode, in, in the in the original Hugh episode. Picard was yeah. the character who had the character arc. Yes, you know who had to who had to change from I'm going to use him to kill them all to Oh, he's Jordy, a person. Jordy had a similar arc. Yeah, but remember? not. Yeah, but but he got there a lot quicker. You know, like he got there first, and then he was one of the people. Like Picard was one of the. And actually, it's it's a similar. Picard was the last. It's one. a similar character arc to the one. To the, there's a little Picard has a little tiny character arc in in this episode of Picard that's kind of similar mm -hmm. um, where he goes from saying you know the Borg don't change and then yes. he's like oh wait yes they do oops um, so I, I just want to remind you of the episode yes it starts Jordy yes Jordy then Jordy starts thinking oh maybe he's not then Guinan Guinan changes yeah the Borg fucking killed all of her people and scattered them to the winds she changes yeah. both of them have a change of heart before Picard does who's like fuck him fuck it all fuck him <laughs> put him, all the bombs in him and send him I don't care <laughs> or to kill them all. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, part of that, part of this is real world considerations, which is Picard is the star of the show. And yes, you know, you don't want to have, I know. The, you don't want to have the star of the show, have the epiphany halfway through, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. But, and that's the same reason. And it's the same, it's the same reason why, why, you know, why Picard and Hugh have the reunion instead of Jordy and Hugh, because Picard's the star of the show. But yeah, yeah. I, I will say for as, as much as I have enjoyed the new show so far, despite having a few problems with it, um, I, I did, I, the moment when Hugh sees Picard for the first time mm-hmm. and he smiles at him and he says, welcome. And he says, I, I have no idea what you're doing here, but I will help you however I can. That uh-huh. so I was in a puddle on the floor. I love that. That really? could not have been more perfect for me. I thought that was, yeah. Because Picard begrudgingly accepted that he was an individual. Yeah, but see, I wasn't thinking about that in that moment. I wasn't thinking about I like, was. all, of the, all of the previous interactions. Do you want to know why Picard hugged him? Because, because we wanted to hug him. <laughs> because, it didn't make any sense for his character. Because he didn't want to Remember die. Remember me? I didn't think you were a person. <laughs> Until I did. And then I was going to suicide bomb you. That was going to be great. Um, but yeah, I, I really love that moment. Um, mm-hmm. And that's great. And I love I love seeing Jonathan Del Arco as you again. Um, yes, it was really nice to see that actor and to see that character again. I agree with you. And we actually get to see it, his face because it's not all covered with Bork shit anymore. Yeah, no more Bork shit. <laughs> but... Uh, what kind of impact would it have been had it been Jordy? Oh, I agree. And look, well, here's the thing too. If they if they had made Star Trek LaForge instead of Star Trek Picard, I would watch the shit out of that show. You know he'd be married to a robot, right? <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that show, but but I don't know if that show would have the kind of broad appeal that they were hoping, you know, the I Picard know why they had. chose Picard, but they, they're stealing riffs from other characters. Maybe they could maybe Jordy could could guest star in a future episode and be like, you know what are you doing like <laughs> you couldn't call me you're going off on a date you mission. couldn't let you me know me? the first phone call wasn't hey jordy guess what your best friend might have a daughter nope you're dead Fuck best jordy lafour your dead best friend <laughs> yeah oh and then you met hugh you yeah. couldn't call me <laughs> outside of the daystrom institute you probably know more about his uh, his positronic matrix than anybody else but nope i'm not calling you jordy, jordy fuck you jordy i just is... called you to say fuck you <laughs> and fuck your friendship i was better friends with data click he just leaves it like a really pissy voicemail <laughs> um maybe he just doesn't remember him <laughs> Jordy, Jordy, let me see. Forge. The big guy with the bumpy forehead? No, that wasn't. Are you the man that spreads the manure on my grapes? <laughs> the man that spreads the manure on my grapes. <laughs> oh, the Romulan fellow who's my housekeeper. No, that's not him. Jordy. <sighs> Um, well, okay, here's, uh, will you bring back, would you ever bring back the Ensign's Log supplemental or stick with doing season ending Q and A's? We, I think we're going to stick with season ending Q and A's because when we get to the Q and A's, we want people to have a bunch of questions. Yeah. Doing the supplementals every, I think we're doing them every five episodes kind of clears that out. And we like spending time with, um, you guys. And so if that attracts more people to the, the end of the show, it also gives a lot of people a lot more to, to talk about so um yeah and also the supplementals were fun but you know they were this show takes a lot of time to produce so i'm uh having i'm working a lot so to fit that in and, and put in an additional show is kind of difficult um yeah. especially around both of our schedules because we're both very busy yeah. um so yeah um if we get more time if i could do this full time instead of have a day job yes <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like if it if it were financially viable for us, I, I think we would both do this show every day and just completely drive it into the ground. Yeah, yeah, we would. <laughs> We'd just completely just just kill we would it. just murder it. Mm-hmm. Everybody would be sick of it. Um, let me see. Are you upset or looking forward to the lower deck series? It seems similar to your show concept. If we ever see it, <laughs> it's um, ever actually released. Similar, sure, but it's not going to be the same. I mean, yeah. I have no idea. Here's the thing. It's not. It's similar, but it's taking a less riskier option. It's from what I understand, it's going to be on a completely different ship. Yeah. I, what what time period is that in TNG? I think it's supposed to be roughly TNG time period. Yeah. Okay. If it's funny, I'll watch it. I don't. I won't yeah. resent it for having. They they're not doing what we're doing. Um, what we're doing is difficult. And from what I've taken, from what I understand from writing in Hollywood is you don't want to do anything that's too hard. <laughs> and that would, even it's animated, they could, it's an animated show. They could be on any ship doing anything and they had to make up a brand new ship and a brand new stuff. And at this point, I don't even know if it's still in production. I don't know if it's coming out or not. Do you know, Steve? I think it is. I think it is, is actually it? still in production. Yeah, I yeah, I would be. I haven't yeah. seen or heard anything about it. They haven't said a whole lot about it for a while, but I think it's still in production. Okay. But yeah, I would, I, yeah, I'm, if it's good, like that's, that's, that's my whole criteria. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they do with the franchise. I don't care where they take it. I don't care what the shows are. As long if it's good, I will like it. Like I'm not, you know. What's the point? I mean, there's the, the Orville is taking care of all their satire. That's true. Yeah, that's the well. That's the only thing is if the show if if they want it to be like a show like a Star Trek show that makes fun of Star Trek. Um, it's tricky to do that inside the franchise mm-hmm. because even though I think they're a lot more relaxed about that stuff now than they were under the Berman regime, you're mm-hmm. still like I'm sure there are still executives who aren't necessarily involved with the creative like people who are above Kurtzman who would say alright do we really want to do that that seems a little flippant that seems a little irreverent you know mm-hmm. and I don't know if they'll be able to do they may take a little bit too much care yeah with what is required for a show to be funny um and so i I don't i'm not saying it's it's impossible to do a comedy show um set in the star trek universe um but it takes talented people to be able to write it and produce it and and, um they just need to be good with no matter what we do we're going to piss off somebody They, they have to be okay with that yeah um before they do anything i don't know if they've necessarily learned that lesson yet but the fact that they're making it a cartoon and it's not going to be canon and it's set so totally separate from everything else is kind of like okay that's fine if it's funny i'll watch it if it's not funny if it's everything that i'm afraid that they will turn it into basically you know the simpsons or the family guy on board a spaceship yeah. then i will be out <laughs> i'll be out so yeah yeah i someone in the chat just said that apparently the the time frame of lower decks uh it's is set in the year 2380 which would put it about a year after nemesis yeah so late tng movie era okay yeah okay yeah also depends on the artwork and a bunch of other stuff it, yeah it just like I, it's it, i mean it's you know it, it it just depends on if it's a good show mm-hmm. like it just mm-hmm. if, it, there's 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 very little i am very very as i think people who watch my trek actually videos will will, will be able to tell like, i am extremely flexible when it comes to you know what is and isn't star trek like i you know if, if it's if it's a star trek show and it's good 
I am not someone to be all to get hung up on, you know, right. like, oh, it's the tone is wrong or the premise is wrong mm-hmm. or like I if it's a good show, it's a good show. And you know. now if they their little cartoon show falls apart completely, they're more than welcome to buy this show from me. <laughs> Absolutely. We could get paid. You get paid. Yeah, that would be nice. And then we could get Frakes on. Oh, God. I have daydreams about finding some TNG cast member and getting them on the show without telling you. Oh, man. Specifically, Frakes. Frakes. <laughs> We'd what? have to take 15 minutes for you to clean yourself up. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'd be like, wait, let me record the call. Okay. <laughs> wait a minute. I got to get my wife in here. It's Jonathan Franks. You said it wouldn't happen and it's happened. <laughs> yeah. Who's laughing now? <laughs> now what do you think of your husband? Who's wasting their life now? I don't know. Get Jerry Ryan to come back. Yeah. 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 Because we're such good buddies now, right? Yeah, you are. <laughs> you should say, hey, we need a female cast member for this show. Hey. We can't pay you anything. Yeah, yeah, right. Hey, Star Trek actor who is currently enjoying a a, a sudden career resurgence because you're actually in a new Star Trek show. Would you they like to do our podcast for free? They're not going to go anywhere I with that. I know. I don't. I don't think they would either. But I mean, I know it would be cool. I would to- like I've said before. I would totally watch a a, a Seven of Nine spinoff. Sure. Uh, yeah, and it, it could just be her killing people every week. Oh, it's her with Chakotay's head in like a bottle, and he's still alive, <laughs> like in Futurama. You know, she does all this stuff, and then she comes home and she opens up a thing and Chakotay's head wakes up. He's like, hey. How was your day, honey? <laughs> How you doing? Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about my boxing career? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very huge part of my life that was somehow completely, un- went completely unmentioned for half of my right. series. Okay. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, someone asked, here, let's do like two more questions and then we'll, and then we'll, we'll, we'll end this death march of a live stream. Okay. Um, <laughs> this death march. <laughs> I'm kidding. We could literally, you know, we could go for six hours and i would i would be completely happy with it but yeah i know um, but you have other things you need to we, do we have other things we need to do but what well, and at, at some point you have to you have to you know take some consideration. you heard the thunk of the of the of the your wife's luggage hitting the bed and you're like shit <laughs> this is that day oh my god <laughs> um no at some point i think you this have is to, that day <laughs> you have to have some consideration for the people watching you know and, yeah um, exactly but anyway so someone asked what is our favorite non-star trek sci-fi show Ooh, tv show yeah i guess yeah they said show yeah Babylon 5. Ooh, that's a good one. As much as I liked Farscape, and I really did like Farscape, that got killed, and then they had to do a couple of things in order to have a satisfying ending to it, mm-hmm. which was fine. And Babylon 5 isn't perfect, but I like that it was talking about bigger things. It was more of an epic on a shoestring budget, mm-hmm. which I really admire. Um, I didn't really get into Battlestar Galactica. I mean, I started watching it, and then I kind of drifted off like I do most other things. Um, mm-hmm. And here. a lot of... Um, I, I tried to watch some of the things that are on Netflix and I just couldn't get into like uh, Altered Carbon I tried to watch I think I watched the first full season I know there's another season out I'm just not I'm kind of drifted away from that do you have one? Uh, well I would say the X-Files if, if that oh I should have guessed if that counts um, yeah the, the X-Files talk I, about something that just goes nowhere <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The X the, the X Files is is a great example of a show that pretty much everything other than their ongoing storylines was great. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the 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 monster of the week episodes are some of my favorite TV episodes of anything ever. Uh, mm-hmm. The the saga, the like alien invasion stuff that they dragged out forever. That eventually got to the point where you're just like, oh Jesus, just fucking wrap this mm-hmm. up, you know. But yeah, I would say X Files. I like Babylon Five too, but no. ba- Babylon Five 
Babylon 5 I watched when it was originally on and I haven't gone back to it. Like I, really, I have gone I really back liked it. several times. Yeah, I really um, liked it, but I just didn't, you know. I, sh I do want to go back to it at some point. We should do, instead of just going to TNG, we should just do one where we're two low-ranking people on <laughs> the Babylon 5s. We should go to Why Babylon not? 5. Then oh, I could right. break out my spot-on um, Ambassador Malari. Oh, wow. You have a hairy mud and a Malari. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have some of the most obscure um, impressions of anyone ever. Give us, just give us a little, give us a jacar. <laughs> I'm more uh, with it. Let's see if I can do it on spot. Let's see. Well, uh, I did it on on our late seating show. Yeah, yeah, you did. Well, 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 Mr. Garibaldi. I can't do it. <laughs> yes. I can't do it. You're, you're making the, me perform cold. What's the one where he tells the guy that he poisoned him? He's like, it, it, that when you introduce the second part of the poison, they have a little party in your cardiovascular see, I haven't system. watched it in like... <laughs> I haven't watched it in like a year and a half, so that's I boy, you put me on the spot because I need to find the voice. Where, 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 where to get a bug? No, can't do it. Yeah. I have to. Re yeah. I have to. It needs to be fresh in my ears. Played by played by Peter Jurassic, who yeah, who also guest starred in a, a really memorable early episode of MacGyver. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> well, now that we've bookended the MacGyver references, I think. I think yeah, we should, that's we should, great. I think we should wrap up. Thank the, you guys for asking all the great questions yes. and indulging Steve. And uh, <laughs> where I'm so glad we didn't break into an even longer MacGyver discussion like we do pre and post shows most jo of the time. <laughs> Join us for our MacGyver live stream next week. Fine, maybe we'll just make a podcast about MacGyver. <laughs> it's just me talking about MacGyver and you occasionally interrupting. <laughs> Like, uh-huh i don't even remember i didn't really watch it i'm sorry oh he made the thing <laughs> that's what we would call the show oh he made the thing oh he made the thing there's thing okay guys we're not doing a macgyver cast no, we're not doing we're not. an x-files though thank christ <laughs> oh boy <sighs> I'd rather do a Space 1999 podcast hey, before we did that. that. Well, at least that will be over pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> they only did one year of that. <laughs> People didn't like that. Oh, no, boy. but that was, that was one. That was one of those shows that just vanished into the black hole of Fox. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, well, it was made by. It was made in Britain. It was a British TV show. Uh, Terry Anderson did it. Oh, uh, Jerry Anderson. He's the same guy who did like uh, uh, Captain Scarlet and the Thunderbirds and. Oh, that's that. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it never really made it out here. Yeah. And that was... Um, it, that was ITC. Yeah. And that was Martin Landau, right? Yeah. Martin yeah. Landau, some and lady, like, some guy. And the, the moon was knocked out of orbit. The moon is knocked out of orbit and drifting through space. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. meet goopy monsters and stuff. <laughs> and they meet goopy monsters. <laughs> oh, shit. Was the solid sci-fi premise. That's the show, yeah. I mean, that was, all, it, that was, that was lost in space. Yeah, I, I watched a little. I've been watching Lost in Space on Netflix. I like to call it not so lost in space because there's lots of people around and they seem to know where they are. <laughs> a point in space that we're pretty sure we know where it's at. Yeah, and I'm tired I, of them teasing robot. That's the only reason we watch the show is for robot. But yeah, you know. <laughs> give me robot. <laughs> That's the things that I watch is because oh there's a robot in it I'll watch it <laughs> Give me I don't care robot. how shitty it is you're like you 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 fast forward through scenes of Forbidden Planet just to get to the fucking just to get to the robot, robot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there he is there he is back it up back it up. 
Anything can be improved with a robot. Hey, put put robots in everything, I say. Why is it always someone gets pregnant or someone has a child to save a series? Why can't it be, and then there's a robot? They add a robot. Right. That's yep. the official time when the series jumps the shark. Remember when Cheers got that robot? <laughs> <laughs> They should have just said Woody Harrelson was a robot. Yeah, they should have. He was a cyborg. Yeah, like five seasons into it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like everybody knew all along, but they just uh -huh. never mentioned it. Exactly. If you guys want to know what our conversations are like. It's just like this. You can track the nerd as it just keeps... It, we keep going in these left and these hairpin turns. That's that's why we, we record shows that are usually about 90 minutes and about 45 minutes, respectively. Yeah. And it yeah. takes us four hours sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we will be here. I think the longest we ever sat down was like seven hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we have these tiny little shows and the rest of the time it's either talking about nerd shit. Yeah. I don't think usually it's talking about nerd shit. Yeah. Or he has an inevitable breakdown. <laughs> and then I have to like talk him down or whatever. He's like, all of this is garbage. Why do I do this? <laughs> I can't do this YouTube shit anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just going to become a poultry farmer. Oh, can't you see it? Steve Shine's poultry farmer. I'm going to turn off comments on everything. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to turn off comments on everything. I don't care if it tanks my views. I don't care. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. So no more questions? No more. Qu I don't. Yeah. I think uh, everybody's just patiently waiting for us to stop. So just shut up. <laughs> All right. You so, said you were going to wrap it up half an hour ago. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, guys, thank you so much for making season two such a success. Yes. It is the most popular show we're doing. Um, please, we don't advertise this show. We don't. It's not like you're going to hear us as a lead into some other podcast somewhere. So if you know people who like Star Trek, please recommend the show to them. We're um, largely by word of mouth. There have been some very nice people that we don't know who's written reviews for the show um, somewhere out there on the internet, um, which is also very nice. Um, but yeah. thanks, you guys, for listening in and listening to uh, two Star Trek jackasses. Just, <laughs> just have fun. And I hope, yeah. I'm glad you guys are having fun with it too. Yeah. Um, so thank you, sincerely. Yeah. We can't, they can't overstate how much fun it is for us to make this show. And it's, mm -hmm. it's so nice to have people and listen to it. It makes it more fun to know that people appreciate it. Yeah. Because it, it, it is a lot of hard work. Yeah. Especially for you. Uh, primarily for me. Because I don't do anything. Steve shows up. I show up and I sit in, <laughs> I literally do what I've been doing for this live stream. Mm -hmm. And if I'm lucky, he's slightly sober. Slightly more focused. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Are we doing the movie one first? See, my name's Captain Dingle Dink. It's improv, Wait, right? Wait, I'm going to change my character name. <laughs> Admiral Joe. Is it okay if I just cry in the microphone and you improvise around <laughs> me for about an hour? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm working through some personal stuff. I just got to get this out. Just go ahead and record. Just go ahead and record. <laughs> so my mother never really loved me. Um, Never really had a close relationship. Now make that funny, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, it's funny. He has a bad relationship with his mom. Ah. <laughs> yeah, fucking parasites. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We're friends. We. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, and and as I think, and you can see. Um, yeah. All right. Now all we're right. gonna now we're gonna end the show and say really really awful shit to each other that we would never say in public. <laughs> no, we won't. No, we we are yeah. We're, yeah. We're surprised. We know how we feel about each other already. Don't make us say it. <laughs>
it's because like, then it's known and permanent. Yeah, it's you need to give. You know, it's like it's you don't, want to, you don't want to destroy it like they did to me. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. Steve doesn't need to know that I would willingly kill his wife and live with him. He doesn't need to know that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. See you in season three. Yeah, yay! <laughs> How long do we have to smile? The Ensign's Log Podcast is a Lemmy Listen Podcast production. Produced by Jason Harding. Music, Secret of Tiki Island, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. Find all of Kevin's music at incompetech.com. You can find more Lemmy Listen Podcasts at our website at www.lemmylistenpodcast.com. If you like what we do, please support us on Patreon at patreon slash lemmylisten. And... Thanks for listening.